All right, Beautiful. good job. Happy International Mountain Day, everyone. <laughs> Happy International Happy mountain, mountain Day. day. Everyone think about a mountain like to us. Mountain Day. Oh mm. no, the mountain. <laughs> oh no. How did you know that I was thinking of a mountain that had taken great damage? <laughs> well, the mountain. From the game, mountain? From, from the books? Yeah, I don't, I, don't want, I don't think he should have a day. I yeah. think he doesn't deserve That's, a day. No, he definitely like Columbus Day, it. yeah. <laughs> Unless it's like a hate the mountain day, which mm. I could be on. International with. fuck mountains day, mm-hmm. <laughs> but not literally. God, would it's... you fuck a mountain? The mountain is your mom. Remember? I feel like we. Yeah, I feel like we talked about fucking mountain? a literal mountain like early in the show, or am I we talked about imagining it like four weeks that? ago or something? That is very familiar, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Everyone, take a regular sip that doesn't choke them to death. <laughs> I have I have a beer here in celebration of the end of Clash of Kings, so I'll take a mm. little. Oh, oh damn! Wow, drinking and podcasting. Wow. We're celebrating. Mm. It's not like we're I've never done that, that but drinking workshop. on the job. Yeah, usually every time I was drinking on a podcast, I realized that my brain works less. I normally like I won't drink, and then I'll be offered a glass of wine, and then I'll have three <laughs> glasses of wine, and then I will be like desperately trying to sober up before the podcast starts. Uh huh. <laughs> But it's fine. You can't tell the difference. It's great. <laughs> Books. This is a book that came out in uh, the year 2000. The third book in the series is the longest book in the series in my books. In the novels, write the book in the first book. Books. In the uh, books. Books. The fifth book is about to come out. Two books. And in the books. He does that in the books, too. Is everybody ready for me to introduce the podcast? Yes. Yeah, sure. I still have a nickname. There's no nicknames in this chapter. No, really. Yeah, I had to work a little bit harder for this one. Mine is not really a nickname, but it's fine. It can be from the whole book this time, though, can't it, really? So, <laughs> If you think about it, no. Okay. If but you sure. think about it. Alright, here we go. Yeah, I'm just gonna go to a random page. Alright. <laughs> well, I'll just let you do that, then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now going to introduce the podcast. Hello, and welcome to A Song of Babies and Puppies, and A Song of Ice and Fire reread podcast for people who have read two whole books. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Yay! My name is Kay, and I'm starting a competing podcast called Who Maesters the Maester. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Chaz, and you can call me the Red Comet, because I'm over these kings. Oh! <laughs> I'm Janosh, and... Horse murder is back, baby. <laughs> Hi, I'm Raina, and I'm much older than you. I can podcast this, so please. <laughs> oh, I found one. Uh, I'm Emmanuel. I have the wits of a goose. <laughs> Yay! We all had this just on a random page? Well, I had to flip a little bit. Still pretty good. What are we doing? What are Hi, we welcome. We finished the book. Hey! We finished the book. Hey. This we is big it. news, but there's bigger news to talk about. We've been reading this book mm. for five years. Mm-hmm. We're finally done with Feels it. Feels like it, yeah. I mean, you joke, but we will be reading A Storm of Swords <laughs> for five years. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's going to be most of next year, yeah. Like, spoilers, we're going to... This episode is going to come out like right around Christmas, I think, or like shortly before it. Then the award show episode is going to be the last episode of the year. So we we have perfectly planned it out like this from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we end. did two books in one year, huh? Yeah. That's yeah. pretty good. 
Do you remember mm-hmm. when we started this and we did five chapters a week? I think we should go back to it. <laughs> <laughs> I think hey, well. we shouldn't. <laughs> we Our recaps are too long. I don't. It's, it's, well, we it's have a lot possible. to talk about. Yeah, also we started doing literary analysis recently, mm. which is still... Yeah. Uh, Oh, and, yeah. and of course, the very important news segment that takes up yeah. <laughs> at least an hour every week. Pretty soon, we're going to be like writing scripts, like on Not a Cast, where they talk for forty minutes and don't really say anything, or like <laughs> yeah, we never they do say that. like this is a story that, that will never be us. <laughs> I promise to our fans, I will never write a script. I will <laughs> always do the minimum amount of work necessary to do this Absolutely. podcast. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm always very surprised when like Sarah says something about how I have 14 pages of notes for this podcast episode. I know Sarah's crazy. I don't know what she's up to. She'll be like, "Yeah, I have like six pages of notes for this episode," and I'm like, "I have one. I always have one. <laughs> one note. Like the dome. Six words. Uh, <laughs> I'm already reading. I'm not gonna write also." When I when I do the Scooby Doo podcast, I do have like eight pages of notes. Um, I don't know how you do that. Isn't it just one episode of Scooby Doo? Have you it's, seen it's, her it's notes two. though? They make no sense. They might as well be no, like no <laughs> notes because you can't read them. <laughs> yeah, but in the moment, I can read them. It's just only afterwards when I look back, I'm like, the three Stooges were doing what, and you know, hard to read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll, I'll post my my special grade snacks notes somewhere. Just because I feel like they're very normal, and I don't know how there could be more of them. Once we get a Patreon, we can uh, release our notes. Yeah. Uh-huh. What if we got a Patreon? Give us twenty dollars, and you can read us. You, you can read a, me a right. Page of notes. Yeah, you can uh, get in some of the Discord channel where I just write like a three-word <laughs> phrase that says like "tree is weirwood" or ten, some shit. Ten like, battlefield, ninety degrees. <laughs> <laughs> I do technically take notes during this podcast, but they're all nonsense. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> if, I, if I turn to a page, okay, here we go. Here's the notes that I have on this day. I don't know what episode this was. It says this is way better than the new segment. <laughs> it says wolves equal moons, teeth equal icicles. Okay. <laughs> Does anyone know what that means? <laughs> That's just those are just important oh, notes. They're helpful. Sword equals stick. Wolves are the children of the moon. Like right, I'm getting to a new Everyone page and seeing this. what notes I have. Alright, here we go. This one says, Nine wolf swords. Uh-huh. Mom mm. equals moon. Left eye. <laughs> Is this what equals moon? Mom. Mom oh, okay, good. Moon. Yeah, well, the nine wolf swords, that's about the nine wolves that Bolton, Roose Bolton killed and the nine swords on the crown of winter. And then I also have I have shoes equal identity. We talked about that once. I kind of remember that one. Yeah. Uh-huh. I wanted to bring that one up again, because in the Sansa chapter, I wasn't there for the knights. They walk across the city barefoot from the Sept of Baylor to the Red Keep to be knighted. So that's like more of them becoming the others where they're like losing their identity. Mm. Mm. Anyway... That's anyway, what, what I was going to say about notes, like when that meme went around on Twitter to like post a random oh, yeah. note you have on your phone, I found like the one time 
uh, me and Chaz were the only hosts on who watches the watch. So <laughs> in my memory, that was the one time I actually took notes. But it turns out it was literally just the one note of saying P through a dozen mattresses. <laughs> But I, I I really had that in my mind, like, oh yeah, for this episode I took notes because because I I was worried it's gonna be hard <laughs> with only two people to have. I was working so hard about. for this episode. Well, you remembered the funny joke about princesses being able to pee through a dozen mattresses. And <laughs> it's very funny. It still makes me laugh. That you needed so. Yeah, yeah. That's right. that story yeah, about the princess and the pee. Yeah, literally. The mattresses. Yeah. Yeah. Janos, tell us the news. News. Uh, let's News talk Rita. about <laughs> George being parodied. Oh, uh, not not by us this time. Yeah, not by us. Okay. I can't believe they got there before us. Yeah, I can't believe for the first time ever anyone has parodied George R. R. Martin's "A Song of Ice and Fire." Listen, sometimes when I'm reading a Tyrion chapter, I do want to parry, parody Redacted George, uh-huh. but I would never <laughs> I would never parody him. What? Sorry, just someone just dropped the news about uh, uh, the Game of Thrones prequel show, and it's gonna star oh. Olivia Cook, Emma Darcy, and Matt Smith? Oh yeah, Matt um, Smith is gonna be Daemon, right? I think I saw What? No! Who are these people? What? No! <laughs> Who's Matt, Matt Smith? Smith? Doctor Who. Uh, Doctor Who. Doctor Who. After David Tennant. Also right. Prince well, Philip on the Queen. <laughs> Daemon Targaryen? Anyway. Really? I, mm. I think that's right. But he's supposed to be like... Oh, this guy. Fancy. I don't know. <laughs> I, I guess like Americans' idea of a fancy lad is... Just a, British just a British man. Yeah. Any British man. Yeah, just man. any British man. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. unfortunately true. <laughs> Matt Smith is a very ugly man, in my opinion. And he can come get my ass if he wants to. He can say, like, oh, post your pick. But aren't you feel but don't you feel that <laughs> way about handsome. Okay, don't you feel that way about all of the like Tumblr men? Um some of them are more handsome than others. Like do you think Benedict Cumberbatch is attractive? No. What I think about that the ones that David <laughs> David Tennant is okay. Like he's not terrible. Matt Smith is not handsome, especially in this picture they've posted of him. It's a bad picture of him, yeah. Like, the bottom half of his head is, like, twice as long as it needs to be. <laughs> That's just being British. I also don't... That is just being... He looks extremely British. I don't think, think Jensen Echoes is attractive at all, but maybe my perception of that has been clouded mm, by that... I mean, he's, he's uh, old now. ...Destia so moment. He's not handsome, but he's not unattractive. I'd call him neutral. Yeah, I could see that maybe he was handsome when the show started and still gave a shit. Yeah, he's he's like forty five now. He's past <laughs> yeah. his prime. Yeah, he was very attractive. Uh, this man. is, by the way, this is feminism for me to do. This isn't ageism. But if I say that <laughs> a, a famous forty five year old man is past his prime, then I'm just actually just doing feminism. Well, yeah, some some men become more attractive and some some become less attractive. Some it's, just become old. It's just how it. No, on, on this show we say that. Women get more attractive as they and get less attractive. Yeah, it's a brave stance, but I'm here to do it. Except for the blackfish, who gets more attractive, obviously. Well, he's gay, so that's why. Yeah, <laughs> jot, jot that down. Anyway, George has been parodied. He posted on his blog saying, "I've been parodied with like a mood face of a frog with a bow tie." That's the image that oh, he attached a bow tie to it. Frog. It's a fancy frog. Frog.jpg. Frog.jpg. Yeah. <laughs> 
and he says way way back in 1969 when the world and i were young the harvard le- harvard <laughs> how do you pronounce it harvard 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 lampoon did a hilarious stand-up of talking and lord of the rings called board of the rings <laughs> i will wow, say that i have him. i have read the board of the rings and it is not hilarious <laughs> arrow root son of arrow shirt is kind of That's funny nothing. okay <laughs> wait george george says it's a hoot he says it's still in print all these later all these years later <laughs> spam and dildo arrow root son of arrow shirt pepsi and moxie a hoot See, I hypothetically know that George knows what a dildo is, but I feel very odd about him saying it. <laughs> he can't know! Don't tell him! <laughs> I think he just thinks it's a funny word. Yeah. Well, he's right. Dildo is a pretty funny word, to be honest. Uh, yeah. And now I guess it is my turn. The Harvard Lampoon <laughs> has turned its sights on A Song of Ice and Fire and come up with Lame of Thrones. Oh! Got his ass! It's like, uh, it's a toilet. I, it's I a toilet. Like, yeah, the cover of this is the Iron Throne, but it's a toilet. Hmm. Get it? Do not want to sit on that toilet. I would not sit on that toilet. There's also swords like it sticking almost, out. It almost looks like the show version. Like, it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it looks, it looks like you, you shitted a sword. <laughs> is that anything, Emmanuel? If you shit a sword? Yeah. <laughs> well, the others are like swords and they retrieve shit. Okay, so okay, actually, so they're actually onto the, the symbolism. Mm. Yeah, they know it. Maybe, and it says the final book in a song of hot and cold. That's very funny, Harvard Lampoon. Emmanuel, get get Emmanuel's ass because he said that he did think that was funny. <laughs> a song of hot and cold is funny. If we read that in like a a machine translated Polish article, you would yeah, think it's very it's not funny. Not that good. Like we've heard like ten better ones. Yeah, yeah it's. It's Round not. Round of seats. Round of seats. Oh my god. <laughs> it's not the winds of iciness. It's not winds a song of, of heart and times. fireplace. Mm, winds of winter times. Ah, oh, uh-huh. good stuff. What are the other? Flame ones? of thrones. Winds of wintry weather. I think was one. That was that was one of my favorites. <laughs> Am I still connected? <laughs> There've been so many good ones, and I've I can't even can't even recall. There was like a Daenerys one that was very. Oh, you, yeah, you all are the ones that pay attention during that shit. I'm, I'm remembering it. Remember I'm like to block a year it ago. Out. Remember like a year ago when Daenerys was Kelly C. <laughs> yes, Kelly C. Oh, so wow. good. Kelly C. <laughs> <laughs> I might, I might change, I might change my name back to Kelly C. Actually, that's very good. <laughs> I've been waiting for the last episode to come out so that I could change my nickname to Podsafe Tyrion. <laughs> <laughs> it's just been rattling around my brain, that phrase. <laughs> okay, so they sent George a... this book. He hasn't looked at it. It's very funny. Yeah. He says he's yeah, working he up said, the courage to read it. this is funny to him and he's not owned. He's actually laughing. He's laughing. There's an amused alien face. Yeah, he's not sad. He's not upset by this. He's disabled comments for this post. Where's Janos? Did he die? Hello? Are you here? <laughs> Janos, your news! Janos, the news killed him. No! Hey, I warned you. <laughs> no, Janos, your news is burned. <laughs> what did you do, Emmanuel? <laughs> oh, he died. You did uh, a curse on him. 
I didn't do anything. A curse against news. The news. Why did you post uh, that pic of get Jensen Ackles? I hate that pic. <laughs> I don't know, because I wanted to post young Jensen Ackles because we were talking about it. We were talking about it. And it's very 90s. He's kind of cute. No. He's very boy band. <laughs> yeah, he is very boy band. He looks like he would have no nipples. Does that oh make my sense? God. Yeah, like a Kendall. <laughs> <laughs> that pic is a lot less good. See, I like this one more. This one yeah, seems more. It like looks a more like person. a like a person. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The lighting isn't as good. Uh, hi, Anish. Welcome back. Are you alive? Are you there? He's not. Did the news hear you still. possess your body as you let it in through the world? <laughs> and uh... hello. 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 Hi. Okay. You're back. I'm so glad. I was connected for a second, then I got disconnected again. Very distressing. That's scary. All right, Janice, tell us the news about um, May, our friend. This is the last episode of this book before the awards show. So let's check in on our our book-long quest to make her understand. (laughs) We're failures. We are. This will continue into the next book if it hasn't succeeded. (laughs) Well, I say we, but I have been against this yeah you haven't okay. even tried if, if, if you were helping then she would understand by now not to yeah. not to spoil right. higurashi but like the entire point is that y- you can only win if every single m- member of the team is trying yeah and giving so. them doing their best so this is like uh-huh. the part manual has been it's been yeah, like if, working against if, us the whole time yeah by and making trying. some random article writer who has no Random. real interest in these in these books like and is just doing stuff for clicks i think like. she likes the books she likes you the books she, she loves doesn't. she loves favorite character edmund uh tully edmund she's not getting her ass about edmund tully all right <laughs> <laughs> anyone could make that Should we get her get her ass about saying that azora hiring the prince that was promised i like two entirely different characters well, you know, that's not Our Victarion so. will do it. I think Victarion <laughs> will do it. I think she's right. Because this is related to that, because this is... Winds of Winter could fix the show the most boring character ending, and Overlook Journey may be pivotal to the end of George R. R. Martin's books. Okay. Okay, let's all guess who we think it is. On the cover of the article is a picture of uh, John and Tormund Nudo. What's his name? <laughs> Tormund. Torment, just torment. Okay, funny torment. It's giant his full name. Torment, torment. Yeah. Nudo. Is that what you said? <laughs> that is what I said. Oh wait, is the guy behind him Jora? I always forget. The what guy the behind him is Jora. Then, yeah. uh, then the hound is there. I There's the like hound. a peak of buried the alive Dondarian. There's no and name man off to the left. There's Genjiri, and then there's another no name. Yeah. Okay, so who of these characters do you think has the most boring character ending? <laughs> All of them. Um, Gendry. Torment has, like, no character Tormund. arc at all. I think Torment is, yeah. Torment didn't like, die, which is boring. He shits his pants. Oh, shits Torment his shits pants. his pants as drink, and drink goes funny. funny. Yeah. yeah. He True. respects women, allegedly, is what mm. allegedly, people yeah. on the internet are gonna tell he, like, about that. He fucking... Simp's so hard, dude. He gets so he gets like yeah, exactly. crushed whenever a girl doesn't like him. <laughs> like, like all the people, I, I don't he get starts, the like, angle crying. that like Torment Brienne uh, show shippers had on this thing because they're all like how he respects her for what she is, and when 
she uh, refuses him he still respects her but loves her still or whatever but like he's just then the whole joke that D&D did is that Brienne isn't into him at all so I don't know I do like the part, it doesn't make any sense for Tormund's character, it's like a different character because he knows yeah. about this stuff, but whenever he says like, oh, why can't a woman be a knight? That's fun. I that seems fine. Everyone everyone says that seems fine, because <laughs> they <laughs> really seems... want Brienne to become a knight later. Tormund gives them the idea and Jamie's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> We're all drunk here. Every person who reads the books hates the whole show, except for that one scene. They say that scene is fine, because they want, in the books, Brienne to become a knight. Yeah, and they, they want, like, a funny pervert to suggest the idea. Oh, yeah. What if there was a funny pervert? Oh, wait, that's every character. <laughs> what if there was a character okay. who wasn't a funny pervert? That would be transgressive. That would be twisted, kind of. That would <laughs> oh be, like, God. reverse twisted. <laughs> I, I don't Straight? think uh, contemporary audiences are ready for that, but maybe like okay. the prequel show can touch on that. Okay, so who do we think has the most boring character ending? Tormund. I guess Tormund, yeah. But I know it's about Gendry because I. It's about you. Gendry. Yeah, I, you said Gendry, and I was like, Chaz, I know that you read it. <laughs> yeah, you got to play in you the space. Do this, it, says Chaz. In, it says in the preview in. in... You yeah, get to play in the space. Come on. Yeah, Chaz. Chaz never plays in the space. She always has to be right by cheating. <laughs> that is that is a problem that I have. Get her ass. Do you want us to just lie on the podcast? I am too interested in being right to properly play in the space. I'm sorry. I will try harder to play in future. It does say it in the URL. The first paragraph is what <laughs> is. Uh, uninteresting and then she says game of thrones ended its eighth season run with no content there has been plenty of time to revisit some of the storylines that were unresolved in the series gendry was a prominent character for the first few seasons citation needed on that can we can we talk about can i I stop you for a second here please this this is what i'm talking about with this shit like it game of thrones ended its eighth season run last year and with no new content we just gotta watch the same shit again (laughs) like this is this whole fucking thing is just predicated on like oh we just consume content we eat (laughs) content we give us new content oh we're out of content time to go back to old content isn't that Emmanuel not to play devil's advocate but isn't that also the same (laughs) thing we are doing Yeah, yeah. We want people that consume our content, Emmanuel. Don't let them know. There's about no, no new we're content, content, so we're revisiting a Clash yeah. of Kings. You're making content <laughs> off of books that are like over ten years old at this point. Yeah, that makes it um, classic. There's some distinction. <laughs> no, I don't think so. There, there, no, there's actually different. no difference because... between good things and bad things. So hmm. she's doing think piece. All, all content is good. No, well, it's this worry. This th- well, that's the thing. It's like this content word. It's just like because I wouldn't just call the fucking book series we're reading content. Like there, you can call it that, but it's not. It's not just like in inf- like it, we're not just eating. It's okay, not just so... like gruel. We're not like just eating soylent here. Like keeping our minds busy to to like distract ourselves from hell world. Like being thoughtless. Should the article say with no new art? With no new art? (laughs) The article shouldn't exist. (laughs) No new literature. Anyway, a prominent character for the first few seasons until it went rowing in the third season didn't return after season seven. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, Gendry! 
<laughs> Have fun rowing. Oh, God. Which was canonically four years if the Arya is 18 by the time she fucks things, right? didn't return until season seven. <laughs> <laughs> she admits it. <laughs> Goodbye, Gendry. <laughs> this is rowing. <laughs> Where you been, bro? Oh, you know, just rowing. Just rowing, rowing around in circles for four years. <laughs> Gendry first learned he was Robert Baratheon's son from Melisandre. That sentence makes it sound like Mel is his mom. Yeah. Like Mel and Robert made Gendry. Gendry discovered the world was round by just rowing in a straight line. Um, <laughs> and then he came all the way around. I was like, damn. He spins, it is he spins with Illyria. Yeah. <laughs> ah, I've yeah. seen the smoking sea. I've rowed the smoking sea. He rowed to Ashai and back. Yeah, that's why he got his, his Valyrian steel warhammer, because if it was steel, you couldn't lift that damn thing. Jorah just, like rode through Valyria on a rowboat too in the show, so... It's fine, yeah. you can just go there. True. It's yeah. fine. You can just go. Gendry also ran a marathon in the show. Valyria. Just go to Valyria. <laughs> uh, he learned he was Robert's son from Melisandre, the Red Witch who needed Gendry's blood for a spell that would aid in his uncle Stannis's quest for the Iron Throne. Melisandre was convinced that Stannis was the prince that was promised. But there's a chance he had the wrong Baratheon all along. Don't, don't oh, you she, mean Asura, wait, hi? no. Is she? No. He's not a Baratheon. <laughs> well, D- Danny legitimized no. him, so jot that down. Um, season 8 ended with the blacksmith becoming the Lord of Storms and the Baratheon's ancestral home. He also asked Arya Stark to be his lady after the pair hooked up, but she declined the offer. Remember that great plotline? That was that good. Sentence. Everyone liked it. <laughs> that was so necessary <laughs> to happen. And no one I will say how old Arya Stark is afterwards. Um, there were people who were, are not like the not genius understanders like we are when that mm-hmm. happened. Who kept being like, actually, this was an empowering moment. And some of them I still have muted because I was so mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Yes, I'm pretty sure I still have people blocked on Tumblr from like five years ago for saying rude things about the ships I like. <laughs> I, do they say it? Do they do? Yeah, do they do they say it was an empowering moment because uh, Arya was on top? I, I don't know. They were like, "Well, oh, isn't we it nice maybe. that it was consensual?" I don't know. Wow, they did a not rape sex in this show. This is uh, she. She gets to make her own decisions and have her own. I don't know. It was annoying. I was like, I don't want to see it. It's so unnecessary. Like it didn't matter for the plot. It is contrived timeline-wise. It didn't matter for the characters, that's for sure. It didn't matter for the characters. They literally could have cut it, but they... Like, this is... To me, it's, like, the most obvious moment of, oh, we're just doing this for gratuitous sex scenes. Anyway, while Gendry... It turned into, like, a shitty teen horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, we need to update you on all your favorite ships. And I was like, this isn't something I care about want to see and that was the same episode where they were like what if Jamie and Brienne hooked up and then he went back to his sister (laughs) (laughs) while Gendry did pretty well for himself did he his ending wasn't exactly as eventful as fans expected it to be especially considering all the fanfare about his being Robert's son Danny made him Lord of Storm's End (laughs) and then (laughs) died and uh, everybody picked a new king and her like you know, writ is still valid. Yeah, I'm not even sure by what power she legitimized him. Like, 
What power did she have to do that? I mean... Davos gets a vote, though, so... You know. <laughs> do you remember that Gendry is also just an evil murderer who killed two guys who were just asking questions about why they have so much crab in their boat? Oh my god. What? And that was an epic scene, right? Like, they played it yeah. as, oh, this is so cool. He's, he's been on the boat for four years, and now he's back, and now he's not his, he's not your grandpa's Gandry anymore. <laughs> he's been on the boat too long, he's gone a bit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he's, only, he's only been eating boner crap for four years. <laughs> he's done the whole of the Rime of the Ancient Mariner, and it's really fucked up. God. Do you think he's just been, like, jacking it on the boat constantly? Wouldn't you? Yeah. What else is that to well, do? You can only really do that like once a day because all you <laughs> had for lube was seawater. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's why was, he was rowing so long because he was going in circles because he was always checking it with one hand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just working one row. <laughs> one, one oar. <laughs> This in is great way. lore. This is already more interesting that one what than what May proposes here. This is this is the background story that May isn't isn't brave enough to tell. Yeah, when when will she understand? In the books, Gendry <laughs> is still unaware that he is Robert's bastard son and that he has a claim to the Iron Throne if legitimized. Uh, okay. You 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 almost you almost made me mad there. When you said if legitimized, I was, I was about to get you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big if. What's more, oh Gendry's act didn't hit a dead end and is wildly different from the way it played out in Game of Thrones. We know that Martin's storytelling often avoids obvious narrative avenues and the Stop of winter about him. may go all in to reveal Gendry as the prince that was promised. Okay. AKA <laughs> yeah. Azora so this is another no, Azora High is X article then. Azora High is Victorian. The prince that was promised is Gendry <laughs> at the same yeah. time. Oh, okay. Yeah, that would surprise me. That would subvert you know, my like, expectations if that happened. The the like poem about ice and fire is that Robert Frost. The Germ's Robert a big fan. Robert Frost. Uh, but he, you know, he's also got that two paths in a wood diverged, whatever poem. Gurm like mm-hmm. always takes the one less traveled, and whenever he's writing his books, and that's why it takes so long. He's mm-hmm. just like <laughs> never taking the narr- the obvious narrative avenue. Mm. Well, but but you're gonna like this next. I think I'm gonna like this next part, Emmanuel, because she goes into like myth stuff here. Because she says, Ooh, oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> first things first, Gendry is not very keen on becoming royalty and has never expressed any interest in fighting for the Iron Throne, unlike both his uncles. However, the blacksmith is noble at heart. The fact that he can also forge his own swords gives him an advantage among his comrades. If we take, yeah, a, take sure. a step back to assess Gendry's story, it draws similarities to that of the biblical story of Moses. An adopted prince who is at first unaware of his Hebrew heritage oh, and returns yeah. to Egypt to free his people at God's behest. Cersei, like Gendry, the ancient Gendry pharaoh. Gendry says, let my people go. Oh, Cersei's the ancient pharaoh. <laughs> Cersei, like yeah, the ancient the pharaoh. the sarcophagus. Why did you like that so much? Cersei like the ancient like the ancient pharaoh orders her men to find and kill all of Robert's bastard children. (laughs) 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Gander survives. True. Rescued by Varys, the master of whispers. <laughs> Wait, is that even confirmed? Or did that just happen in the no. show? I don't think so. What are you saying? What is what confirmed? Did Varys rescue Gendry from... King oh, King yeah, King? we talked about this when it happened. Yeah, okay, so there's a bit about how Gendry is a secondary character. That said, the ignorance of Gendry's true identity and his mega upbringing could result in his rise as a legendary hero. Uh-huh. The best ones have always been the most unassuming, and Gendry fits that description to a T. When? When have they been unassuming? <laughs> what best ones are you talking about? The, wait, the best legendary heroes in the have book in general. The most I don't know if it's in the book unassuming. or like in world history. In Lord of the Rings, I don't know. Yeah, in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Aragorn shows up and he's like a totally unassuming guy who. Well, he is. His name's Strider. He and kind he's, of he's is. Got a hood he's over like his head. he has a hood. He's on. only <laughs> unassuming to the yokels who don't fucking know anything. <laughs> And he's also totally unaware of, of like his heritage. It's, well, I was I was thinking of Frodo right, yeah. as like the unassuming mm. hero. Yeah, Frodo. Yeah. He's okay, that's true. But is Frodo a legendary hero? Yes, I think so. Yeah, like he's the hero of the story, but I don't think he's like the hero for, like for the mythology inside the world or whatever. Like I think he just did a long walk, basically. Yeah, exactly. I mean, other <laughs> that's happened, it. but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe this Frodo disparaging on our podcast. He's a good little boy. <laughs> he I'm is, but he's then. not like a prince that was promised. He did a great job. <sighs> there has to be a reason that the blacksmith is still in the dark about who he is. Yeah, nobody fucking knows. They don't know what genes are. <laughs> Once he finds out, it could change everything about his journey and the future of Westeros. <sighs> Maybe. Why? Or it might not. I mean, there's a bunch of other people, though, who were also bastards. Or at least two others. Mm. Once Maya Stone finds out who <laughs> Maya Stone is unassuming, but uh, the most uh, legendary heroes are unassuming. So. Okay, I'm gonna yeah. s- I'm gonna skip a bit over the next part, unless you see something funny in this. No bit, but it's basically about how he, okay, he abandons the faith of the Seven, which puts him directly in the path of Melisandre, who serves as the Lord of Light. And is a firm belief that the prince that was promised will deliver the world from darkness. Okay, so this one is saying that Azora High and the prince that were promised yeah, are the same. Yeah, it's the same. I guess. I still don't know what. It's the same, or isn't it? May beliefs here. Mm. The prince that was promised is an oft-referenced prophecy throughout the show and the books. Uh, the thousand-year-old prophecy foretells a leader who will bring the world out of darkness, which could be referring to the arrival of the White what Walkers, aka the others. Gendry's abandonment of the Faith of the Seven puts him directly in the path of Melisandre. That makes no sense, because there's no... In the show, he meets Melisandre, but it wasn't because he abandoned the Faith yeah. of the Seven. He didn't she even just, talk about she that. She just showed up randomly. Because and said, somehow. I'll buy him. Yeah. <laughs> she I'll bought him? Boy. Yeah. Or ransomed or whatever. Yeah. Like They traded. Traded for a boy? Yeah. Boy for gold, yeah. She traded a stag for a dragon, which, if it was in the books, would be, uh, you know. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah, you'd like it if George wrote it. <laughs> well, it, it would be something if I could connect it to other things, but there's nothing in the show to connect it to. So. Okay, and then there's, there's a bit here about who people believe are the princess was promised, and then she says, It can be argued that Gendry, having been born near the sea and amongst the forge's embers, fits the description of the prince. He was not uh, born in the forge. Near, near the sea? 
He just walked out of the fire like a Zora. Yeah. Like, no, like the prince that his, was promised. His mom didn't mm. work in the forge. <laughs> Look at the forge bit. He was born near, having been born near the sea and amongst the forges. And bas- <laughs> what? Where? How do we know? Where was Gendry born? He was born into a forge. Yeah. <laughs> Robot decided to fuck in the sea in a forge. Robert fucked some fire. He fucked an anvil. Yeah, he 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 just in a fire. He said, "I'm Zeus for real this time." And yeah. Then he put his dick in a fire and then <laughs> it gave birth. I'm Zeus for real this time. <laughs> this time for real. This time for real. I'm turning into a shower of piss and uh, <laughs> raining all over the place. Everybody's I pregnant. I am becoming now. a goose and having sex with a human woman. As a I'm a bull now, and I am fucking a cow, and then we're going to be- give give birth to Hercules or some shit. What the hell happens in Greek myth? Plus, there has to be a reason Martin has kept him around for so long, considering how many other arguably more important characters there are. Did he yeah. keep him around? He yeah, he kept only the interesting <laughs> characters. And the boring characters, he's gotten rid of for no yeah. reason. Yeah, the because boring, character- boring characters only get 15 chapters per mm-hmm. book. I'm going to write my next uh, Gurnwatch article about how Anus Frey is the prince that was promised. <laughs> I can't believe Anus Frey is still around when he's a very boring character. Ergo, he must Wait. be Azora High. Oh, but think about this. The guy mm-hmm. is a blacksmith and can literally pull a sword from fire. Okay. Unlike other people. Okay, mm. the Azora High Prophecy, which has been used interchangeably with the prince. Okay, so now she knows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she so understood. now we're saying it, though. Maybe she listened to our last episode. Yeah. <laughs> Was it out? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I like this line. He's simply a regular <laughs> Joe Dempsey, the actor who plays Kendry. I hated that. I'm cringing at that. I'm just uh, <laughs> get it? cringing. He's dude. a regular Joe Dempsey. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that. Fuck up. <laughs> Joe Dempsey she smiled when she wrote that one. She did a little haha. I like that. One. She has to explain who Joe Dempsey is, though. Yeah. So it's Joe Dempsey, the actor who plays Gendry in Game of Thrones. I think she... I'm glad that she had fun writing this. Yeah. Cringe. I'm cringing. Whatever. No, I think okay. it's funny. You cringe all the time. Look, I, it's not necessarily good, but it's like I can... You know, I've been in a situation where I've been like writing things and I then I thought of a funny joke that doesn't like really work, but I still put it in there because it made me laugh. Uh-huh. So... <laughs> Yeah, that is something you would do. I'm not doing a microaggression against one of our co-hosts. Ultimately, the shoe fits, and it's possible that Gendry will learn he is Robert's son at the same time he realizes his destiny as a legendary hero. Yeah. I don't think so. Because this story is all about realizing destiny. (laughs) Yeah. This story is all about realizing things. about realizing who your dad is. Kind of is, though, isn't it? It's Mm. all about who's your dad. Mm. I do think that Gendry will realize who his dad is. I don't think it will matter that much. I think Gendry will not never show up He'll be like, huh, wild. He's not going to realize also, he's not going to be like, Robert was my dad, that means I must be Azora High. (laughs) I don't think that part, no. The The guy who had 16 children and I'm the chosen one of these 16. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Is it? No. 
I was gonna say, isn't Gendry the oldest one? But he's like the second no. or third. Yeah, he's like third or fourth. Who would yeah. he? Who would he have to Max, stab? I think. Uh, Ed, Edric. Ed, Adam. Edric is Edric the oldest, and Maya yeah, is also the older, oldest. right? No, 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 no. Maya. No, Maya is the oldest. Maya is the oldest. Yeah, Maya is the oldest, and Edric's also older than Gendry, definitely. Yeah. Right? yeah. No, Edric is not. Oh, he's, not? he's not older than Genji, I don't think. He might be. Uh, they might be the same age. Yeah, they're like pretty close. But I there's also like the like fifteen or something. I feel the like if anyone, girl. if they were alive, I think the one who like could be legitimized and would inherit would have to be Edric, right? Because he's like acknowledged. Yeah, but I think May is falling into the trap of like b- because her articles are always inspired by the show in some way. Mm. of like one boring thing that the show forgot she just fell into the trap of not not thinking about how the show just like put Edric and Gendry's storyline into one yeah I mean like she's still falling into the trap of Gurm does things that are just unexpected wild twists (laughs) and that's like I'm not sure that he's ever done an unexpected wild twist no I know we talked about this last week where he spent like this entire book being like wow there's gonna be a really fucked up happening soon yeah uh Rob is okay so I guess that's spoilers um but you know He's been, like, foreshadowing everything that happens yeah. in Storm for the entirety of this book. So I feel like there's no way that he's just going to pull something out of nowhere. Yeah, like fucking wolves sitting on a throne of skulls or whatever. What yeah. What could that mean? Just looks cool. We're going to go kill <laughs> in, some in wolves in the woods. <laughs> what does this mean? I do think that, like, if Gentry finds out that uh, he's Robert's son, then I feel like it would, he would just be, like, even more pissed at the nobility. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it would be he'd be right. Yeah, that he had a a dad who could have provided for him easily and didn't. You know? mm. I mean, he kind of did. He paid his like yeah. apprenticeship fees. Varys uh, did that, I cool. think. Uh. <laughs> Look, Gendry needs to become Marxist, and then I think that will be good. Well, he did it like under Robert's command. Mm, doubtful. I don't know if it, Robert commanded Varys to do that but I'm pretty sure Varys said that he did anyway the, let's finish this article it would be an exciting twist to an otherwise straightforward prophecy no no whatever happens the winds of winter will likely turn Gendry's world upside down in more ways than one sure. I can believe that part wait what's Gendry doing right now at the end don't listen he, to this if you haven't read the books he just what's stayed Gendry with doing? the brotherhood right and yeah he's just there. chilling with the brotherhood yeah, he's with the brotherhood he fought a normal man he saved our cool friend, and now he's chilling. Mm-hmm. The brotherhood that has a cool new leader. Yeah. The, the brotherhood that is doing feminism now. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so Gendry's kind of in it. He'll definitely be in the next book doing shit. Yeah. Yeah, he will. He'll probably have more to do than he had in the last one or whatever. I hope. I don't know. Gendry's kind of cool as a... I'm excited. Gendry's cool like as Gendry. like a Mopey teen character. I, I do like I Gendry. I like him. And I do, unfortunately, think that he and Arya are probably going to get together. I don't know. Wow, everyone was really mad about me saying that. No, I just don't really know or care. I I think that I don't. I think that Arya's um, like ship ending in the in the like actual boat ship. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just sailing off. I think that got they got that from George because 
There's actually foreshadowing for it in the in the book and like the show. So yeah, she'd get on a boat and go away. Goodbye. I mean, I think that that'll happen too. I think that we'll see her top butt and everything <laughs> just like in the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. All right. Is that all for the news? I think that's got to be. Please. We have great news segment. Yeah, ten minutes. 10 of, okay, Good ten news. minutes of this recording was me not being connected. So. Uh, All right. We're still falling our this regular forty-minute because... news segment slot. I don't know if my my destroy the news segment from the inside plan is working. I might have to just start eating my anger again. But we we appreciate <laughs> you trying to destroy it. You, you you got a good laugh out of this one, so yeah. No. Well, that one was just funny because well, exactly. she put the Robert in the sarcophagus. Yeah. This only happens in the news okay. segment, you know. <laughs> Put the Cersei in the sarcophagus. But I was worried you're gonna suggest that you're gonna start eating chips while doing the news segment instead. <laughs> like eating something very loudly. Okay, we're done with the news segment now. and But it's fine that it was so long because this week we finished the entire book and there was only one chapter Ooh. left. And it was chapter title Brand 7. It, is, it says Brand 7 here on the page. <laughs> yeah. This, this week's content, Brand 7. Yeah, the content that George has given us. My my content feed is uh, this is chapter sixty nine, right? Yeah, yeah, it oh, is. yeah. Nice. Okay, who's in charge of this brand chapter? I'm in charge. Okay, go. Chaz for is it. on top. Um, okay. Chaz is in charge of our disc. <laughs> okay, go. <laughs> so this is this is Bran. The chapter starts off, and we are. Wait, he's again. alive. Yeah, oh shit, Whoa. everyone. It's a brand wow. chapter and he's alive. Oh, we're, we're surprised. What? The- Theon killed him. I mean, we already knew that Theon. We already knew Theon didn't kill him. So. Once again, George tricked us with one of his typical <laughs> twists. Yeah, this is not foreshadowed. I killed two <laughs> different boys. Yeah. Theon said, wow, when I killed those two boys who weren't Bran and Rickon. We were like, wow, they must have just died in other circumstances and just still yeah, be dead. Yeah, when, when John said, oh, the crypts of Winterfell are a great hiding place, right yeah. after the chapter where they were supposedly died, uh, that was probably not related at all, so... No. George is just so random. It's just out of nowhere. Um, it's a shocking twist. He is currently in summer. Summer is, ru- is running around... The sort of ruins of Winterfell, ashes fall like a grey snow, which I don't know if that means anything, but probably not. Colors does. are usually nothing. Uh-huh. Grey is not a color, so it can't be something. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, grey uh, is zero symbolism. <laughs> there's ash everywhere. <laughs> In the sky, he sees a great winged snake whose roar was a river of flame. Mm. Is that the comet? I presume. Wait, no. The dragon. No, he saw a dragon. Yeah. He saw a dragon. Okay. No symbolism in this chapter. Uh, there's some fires. Everything is bad. Um, he sees his brother. They eat a horse. Some very dubious wolf dynamics going on here, but we choose we choose to forgive it. They have like a little um, dominance fight. Yeah, they do a little scuffle. It's just it's just wolves being dudes. It's just boys being guys, you know. Yeah. Just yeah. Dudes rock. Dudes rock. <laughs> Uh, there's crows everywhere. You could say they're having a having a feast, oh. and then he feels sort of like he's being drawn away. He's like, ah, oh, I don't want to go back there. Don't like the darkness. Don't like being in that pit. 
I don't want to go, but he keeps hearing a voice being like, come back to me, Bran, and then he comes back to himself, and it's it's Bran, who closes his third eye and opens his other two, because he, since he's been here, in the crypt of Winterfell, we find out, he's been able to, at will, um, walk into summer, and he's been doing it for a lot, so this time he's been in summer for three days, because he's just, I guess, bored and enjoys being able to run around as a wolf. Relatable. Yeah, and he doesn't like being in the dark, really. Um, but when he's walking, obviously he isn't eating or drinking, and it's not particularly good for him. Um, and George and Amira are a bit concerned. Um, Mira says he's been he's been there too long. He's like, well, I was eating when I was summer. And they're like, yeah, but you, you will die if you don't eat with this body. Bran has some more thoughts about who he is. He's Bran the boy, Bran the broken, Bran the beastling. Uh, he talks to Osha, because she, she's there as well. She says she pissed on a king's foot. Uh, in the dark, which is Go queen. Praxis. <laughs> Go off. That was my pickup um, uh, as, as the nickname. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, yeah, it's just, it's boring. All I do is sleep. I don't like it particularly much. Hoder is there. He whispers Hoder over and over to himself. Brand tells him he saw Winterfell burning and he saw everything destroyed and he's like, we gotta, we gotta leave. Um, Osha's like, are you sure? He's like, no, I, I'm certain. She lights a fire. They look around and we, we get all the names of all the uh, all the dead people who are in the crypt with them. Who's a lot of names. Okay. We get this twice. First of all, we get like the recent dead lords and then later the, the dead kings. This was the, it's the Dark Hall of the Dead. So this is the sort of reveal we're in the crypts. There's an empty tomb which is waiting for uh, Ned with a scary scary granite likeness of him and they that's where they've all been they've all just been like sitting under this statue which is i don't know very foreboding yeah <laughs> oh she's like i don't know if it's day or night that's kind of fucked up but they decide to go out and see if everything is how they thought Bran tells so, her it's day but it's dark from all the from smoke. all the smoke mm. yeah that's interesting hmm Emmanuel's mm. gonna get us so hard with this shit. He's just well, it's, it's obviously just like the long night, you know, when they went. No, don't take it from him. He needs this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I was just proud of understanding. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, she says you'll go look out. Um, they all go basically. We put Bran in the basket. They've got some swords that they stole out of the tombs. Osha's got like the one they made for uh, Ned. Which Micken made. Um, I guess this is like last sword, probably. But they're like, it's it's sad to steal from the dead, but we have no choice. Um, it, and Bran's like, oh, he wouldn't be able to use his sword in a fight, but it felt feels good. But it's also kind of only a game. They they go past all the kings again. A lot of brands. One Theon, interesting. A Theon, I see. A Theon, Torin. Yeah, a lot of vengeance. Wolf. Yeah. The hungry wolf. He's hungry like the wolf. <laughs> Benjamin the bitter. He's like, damn, they did some awful things, but they were stuck, so I guess that's alright. Uh, <laughs> this is my home. I don't really want to leave, even though I hate being in the crypts. I don't want to go now. Will I ever come back? Will my bones be laid to rest here? Sort of interesting how they're all sitting in chairs, you know? Sitting in chairs under the, under the castle. Ah, just like us when we podcast. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they're podcasting as well from beyond the grave. Isn't the Wayward Net just kind of a big podcast network? Yes. Um, Yeah. I've been saying this. 
<laughs> God, if we were like a really pretentious Song of Ice and Fire podcast, then then we yeah, would... it would be called like the Weirwood yeah. Man or something. Is it too late? And that's a good name. <laughs> it's a good name, though. I mean, it's too late. If it's too late for Potsafe Tyrion, then it's also too late for. <laughs> Is we don't we don't want to save Tyrion is the thing. Yeah. Pod damn Tyrion. Okay. Oh. Got him. Got him. Pod kill Tyrion. <laughs> oh shit, yeah. <laughs> I twisted podcast. What if knife. Pod does kill Tyrion? That would be fucked up. What if Tyrion oh what if God. Pod had to kill his own Tyrion? <laughs> <laughs> that would be very dramatically satisfying. <laughs> In, in which I mean it would satisfy me as a reader. I'm, and I think that's what dramatic satisfaction means. I would read that, and I would be satisfied. Um, they decide to leave the tomb, but they can't open the door. Um, in the end, they get Hodor to do it, and he has to strain mm. quite a lot. Mm. He, has door really, he has to really open push the door. that door. Odor. He's sort of holding Odor. the door a bit and then pushing it. What if his name was Odor? Um, it's very good that he's there, because... They would be stuck in here if he wasn't with them. Um, they they his managed to get was... out. <laughs> what if his name was Odor? <laughs> and everyone just thought it was because he was very okay. smelly. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've been under that a long time, so they are pretty Odor. Like a, a foil, a foil to reek, if you will. Yeah. 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 A foil. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> He's means? a foil. He's a foil to reek. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> They're both foils to Tyrion okay. who can't smile now. Exactly. <laughs> Reek really is Tyrion's foil. So they get out eventually. Uh, Hodor manages to push the door open. And yes, it is full of smoke. Everything's pretty wrecked. They're in the shadow of the first keep and half of the building's broken. There's gargoyles everywhere. Bran's like, damn, they fell just like I did and they were crushed. And there <laughs> just, is some. Just like the clay boy that's. Lewin made. Oh, mm-hmm. it's like I'm a gargoyle, <laughs> and a gargoyle is a dragon. Some crows are pecking at a body that's been crushed. Bran can't see who he is. I'm fucking sick of George saying, oh, dead people, you can't even tell what side they're on. Isn't this twisted? Isn't it war hell? I get it, dude. I understand. <laughs> well, we haven't got to Feast for Crows yet, so you don't really understand. <laughs> Not really. I, I think the title of A Feast for Crows just really makes me think... They're just having I'm a like, nice snack. Yeah, I'm like, I'm glad the crows get a nice meal. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say more after it makes you think. No, <laughs> no, no. It just makes me think. It doesn't make me think anything in particular. <laughs> me thinking is not like specific thoughts. It's just a mindset. Mm. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a Zen code yeah. where you, think, you think yeah, about thinking it. is just a way of life. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Mm-hmm. Good, I'm glad we cleared that up. Um, I'm thinking right now. What are you thinking about? <laughs> nothing, nothing. No, I'm sort of thinking. Just thinking about thinking. My brain's on, but it's not like just any thinking. signals going through. It's just like a low yeah. buzz constantly. Just, yeah, I, just, I hit the power button, but I'm not running any programs. <laughs> My brain's doing the like pipe generation on old windows. <laughs> yeah, my, my brain is bouncing the ball across the walls, but it's not in the corner. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm going through the maze that, like... <laughs> the Warlock maze. The Warlock maze. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's exactly what it's like. It's like going through the maze. You're, like, thinking, but for no reason and about nothing. But you're just cho- choosing choices. Yeah. That's meditation. Okay. What's the other ones? Uh, no, that's enough. Old <laughs> okay. Well, Rickon is upset. Rickon is like, I want to be home, but he is home. That also makes you think. Do you get it? A baby <laughs> doesn't recognize the burnt castle as an actual oh. castle where he lives? Yeah. Weird. They he doesn't have object permanence. Oh, because he's baby. Okay, I get it now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Osha says, we made noise enough to wake a dragon. Which I don't think is true. To wake a, a stone dragon? Oh, maybe. They hear a noise and it's the wolves. And they're like, oh, our wolfies. Oh, it's so nice that our they're puppies. Back. The babies <laughs> get puppies in the last chapter. There was so little baby and puppy content in this book. Well, that was but George remembered the what the series is all about here. He brings <laughs> it back. Yeah. This is why it's the worst Finally. book. Yeah. yeah. Osh is like, we will leave, but we need food. So they go looking for food. They go through all the castle. We get a big description of how fucked everything is. There's a lot of dead horses. The turret's gone where Master Lewin lives. There's a bunch of stuff that's still on fire. They see Poxy Tim, and he's dead. The glass gardens are all fucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fan favorite, Poxy Tim. I can't believe Poxy Tim died. Wait, what's fucked? The glass gardens are all smashed up. Ah, the glass gardens are fucked up. Yeah, and they were really, like... They're kind of oh. important... Yeah, the greenhouse. I can't say that I know why, but I'll believe you. <laughs> so they can have food in winter. Yeah, yeah oh. it's the, well, it's yeah. the food So they don't, they don't get scurvy during the decade long. Not symbolically, just okay. actually just important. important to yeah. eat, I understand. Yeah. Just pragmatically. Um, practically. They see a charred corpse outside the mother's sept, and everyone's like, oh, this is really fucked up, and Osh is like, this is super fucked up. Um, and then they look around and they they see who's dead and who's alive and they're like, huh, this wasn't Theon. There's a badge with a, a little red man on it. And Bran's like, I'm a good boy and I recognize the flayed man of the Dreadfort. It's the Boltons. They hear howling from the Godswood, so they run. And the Godswood's like, okay, because there's power in living trees. I know. The trees are magic. Mm. Power is strong as fire. Very interesting. interesting. I'm turning it over in my brain. Yeah. I'm, I'm turning another whole hallway in my brain. The the green wood had defeated the flames. Yeah, green magic, red Defeating magic. fire magic. Um, okay, and at, we'll write that at the edge down. of the black pool lies. We thought he was dead already, but he wasn't. Maester Lewin. <laughs> surprise! Surprise! I think this comeback. is pretty interesting. That Maester Lewin, he like, shut up, Maester Lewin like, <laughs> no, clearly. <laughs> he's messing up my audio. <laughs> uh, Mr. Lewin, known magical hater, clearly drug his dead body all the way to the magical forest to die here. Interesting. Mm. Mm. Could, it, could it be character growth in the last moments just, of his life? He just likes the place. It's also not all these fire. years he's been like SpongeBob with no water, where he's like, and then he finally gave up and said, "I need it." and go mm-hmm. to yeah. the magic place. He was exactly. never allowed to, to drink out of the pond on the Weaver Tree, and he's, now is my last chance. Now is his chance. <laughs> <laughs> no one's looking. Yeah. So they, they go to see him. He's like, ah, oh, Brandon Rickon, hello, I knew you were alive, because the other body 
its legs weren't as fucked up as your legs are. So that was oh, my so that was smart. my first clue. He is so smart. We love Lewin. He's good. Brand's like we hid in the in the crypts, and Lewin's like, aha, mythic. Um, <laughs> ah, I understand the symbolism of it. Yeah, he's got blood coming out his mouth, which is you know, it's an anime death moment. A classic way to die. Brand's like, when a man was hurt, you took him to the maester. But what could you do when the maester was hurt? Mm-hmm. Yeah, who maesters yeah. the maester? Yeah. Who maesters the maester? <laughs> when a man is depressed, you take him to see the great clown Pagliacci. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who clowns the clown? Also true. Uh, that's that's pretty, pretty deep. Um, <laughs> thinking about it. I'm thinking about it too. <laughs> I think the Pagliacci, where the Pagliacci story fails is, it could have just been solved with a mirror. There are just other clowns. Oh. Yeah, but you don't find your own jokes yeah. funny. I mean, I do. But <laughs> do you not? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you look in the mirror? That epic burn, but now it's good. <laughs> no, I like to listen to my own podcast and laugh, so. I hear my own jokes, I go. Pretty funny. Pretty funny. <laughs> Pretty funny. Osh is like, we can make a litter to carry him. I love Lewin. We can't abandon him. Mm. <laughs> and Lewin's like, I'm dying, woman. Um, <laughs> and Rickon's like, Rickon's like, you're not allowed. You can't die. And Lewin's like, I do what I want, bitch. He does um, <laughs> say that. He says to the four-year-old child, I do what I want, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's he's he's become very rude in his last moments. He's allowed. Yeah. I feel like he's always been like he always had a rude bone to him. Mm. True. That's why he's our favorite. Internally. A rude bone. Mm. Well, I should got the rude bone from him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. so learns like Rob's heirs not together, and I was just like, yeah, you're right. What if we split them up? Oh, genius. And then they're like, oh, we can't go to the Kerwins, we can't... So Roderick's dead, the Tullhart's dead, the Hornwood's dead, McCalin's gone, Torrance Square, there's Iron Men everywhere, um, Bastard of Bolton's killing everyone, so where do we go, says Osha? Um, and Lemon's like, I don't know, find somewhere. <laughs> Maybe the Umbers, I don't know. You gotta be strong. Bran's like, I- I'll try, I'm just a little boy. And the Mace is like, well... You should be good. You're your father's son. Now go. And then the mace is like, I would like a drink of water and another boon, if you would. And so the uh, Osher goes to hear this last boon and Bran and Rickon leave. And I, obviously the final boon is that she, like, finish him off. Is, but, oh, sure. Yeah, finish him off Can you sex- make it... sexually. Yeah, what if, she, what if it was to touch her boob? <laughs> Yeah. Osha, can yeah. you can you can you make a clap on my face? <laughs> I would just like to motorboat in my final moments. Can you put it on my side, Prince? Yeah. Would you smile at me with your breast? Put me out of my misery, but in in a horny way. Yeah, she she killed him, but but with that ass. Yeah. Just yeah, on exactly. my <laughs> she, yeah. she sat on his face until he died. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what better way to go? <laughs> there is no better way. Uh, <laughs> R.I.P. Lewin for the final time. Really, he died this time. doing what he loved yeah. this time. <laughs> he was with magic and <laughs> his did. wife. Uh huh. 
It's kind of beautiful. I can't believe we predicted we predicted this. I mean, as as we say, I mean, George seeds everything, and he did seed this, but we picked it up. Yeah. Mm. And now we are we're we're dramatically we're satisfied, this. just like how yeah. Lewin was satisfied in his final moments. <laughs> yeah, and just like Lewin seeded Osha. Oh. <laughs> his final moments. Oh. That was pretty quick. Mm. Um, <laughs> it only took a few moments. <laughs> he, he was already... Okay. Yeah. Um... <laughs> They don't tell you that part about when people die. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. They don't tell you how they all jizz themselves. Pre, pre- rigor mortis. Um, he was already going stiff. Okay. Um. <laughs> okay. Okay. Quickly before wow. the rigor mortis goes away. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jojen and Mira take Bran and Rick on. They meet back up with Osha when she's done whatever she did with Mr. Lewin. She doesn't tell them, so... Hmm, interesting. Uh, she's like, you got to take Hodor. Um, I will take Rickon. We're going to go east. And you, I don't know, you, you go somewhere else. They grab a load of food. Um, and then they split up. And <laughs> Rickon and Osha leave the series. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> they hop on a boat. From Rickon. Yeah. <laughs> they will return, I maybe. mean, we're here, but... Yeah, Bush has been rowing for so fucking long. (laughs) (laughs) They depart the series. Bran, Mirren, and Jojen are like, we are are not headed to Greywater Watch, sadly. We are going north. And then Bran has like an introspective moment where he turns Ah. to look at Winterfell and the life that he has known and how it's on fire and how it looks small and he's like the stone is strong the roots of the trees are deep and under the ground the king of winters sit in their thrones by the roots of the trees do you get it (laughs) so long as those remained winterfell remained it wasn't dead just broken like me he said i'm not dead either um the end of the book so hmm that's the end of clash of kings so wow we read a whole book wow well done everyone only took us Eight months. Woo. Yay, we did it! Woo. We it we doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like we finished a book. I don't know. I, I I'm not. We understood everything about it too. <laughs> I don't feel the closure on this. I think this is a really good last chapter. I think it's a really good ending yeah. for it. I like. I still pretty much get chills every time I read those last couple of sentences. So. Yeah, I think yeah, it's cool how he like looks at it and he's like, oh, it looks so normal from far away. This is crazy. You can't even tell that everything's fucked up from the outside. Just like every character in the series, <laughs> some of which you can tell. I'm yeah, some of which you can't tell. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's, next chapter. Any... Appendix. No. Appendix. The... <laughs> do we have any notes? For the this kings chapter? and their courts. The king on the end. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Do we have any notes for this chapter before we do a, a wrap up for the book? Only symbolic stuff, really. I have some more things where I'm mad about the way he writes the wolf's perspective. <laughs> <laughs> Other colors okay. again. This is my own personal cl- cross to bear, I guess. So there's this part at the beginning where Summer says he can smell iron, the stuff of man claws and hard skin. Why does he know the word iron, but not the word for sword or armor? This is fucking stupid. I think it's because it's describing mm. the smell. It's descri- yeah. It's not describing the word iron, it's saying just the smell. The is smell that's the of- smell he's got. 
The smell of iron. I think it's more about just like evoking a feeling rather than like <laughs> the wolf has bad diction. Yeah. Well, that's what it is. It's like the wolf. Oh, the wolf doesn't know what this is, but he knows what iron is. It's fucking. Yeah, stupid. but I think, I think that's, it's that's just the like smell. That's the particular smell. Yeah. He's, he's not. He's not in his wolf brain going, "I smell iron." He's going, "I smell this particular smell," which we're informed is the iron smell, and this is what. I it think is. you can take it like as anything metallic is just described as iron. Yeah, I didn't notice it at all. Like <laughs> whatever. Well, there's all I mean, this you, stuff you have, about, like... You have to use some word for it Why can the wolf it? not use the word... Why can the wolf not say sword? Because, uh... Because it would call it the... man claws is, uh, uh funny. Iron. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I don't think it's funny. It's stupid. <laughs> 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 like, there's some that I like. I like, like, man pack, I think is good. Or when he says, like, the homes are dens. I think that's fine. But man claws and hard skin is fucking stupid. <laughs> okay. I don't know. That's your opinion, and I respect it. He also it. calls it a snake again. Not to... Yeah, a winged snake. through that again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, what the hell is up with that? What did you see? Emmanuel, explain this part. Mm-hmm. I think it was just a big, big gout of flame. I don't think it was a literal dragon. I think it was just a bunch of smoke okay. and fire. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know, we we see this and we go, oh, uh, Winterfell is the fire moon and it's uh, hatching right now. And so <laughs> yeah, that symbolically is what we, we should see dragons. This. Yeah, that is what we all said. But I don't literally think there was a dragon there. What if there was, If though? he doesn't know the word for sword, I don't think he should know the word for horse. Those mm-hmm. big dogs... Why would he know dog? Why wouldn't they just be, like, small wolves, you know? Like, this is stupid. Wait, why would he even know the word wolf? Like, you just gotta pick somewhere to go. Like, I yeah. think it's just going for a feeling, and it's, it's not to... set rules. I, I don't think like... George... I still don't think... I just don't think George thinks out the wolf perspectives enough. <laughs> I think he just goes by, like, what he thinks is funny. I don't think he thinks deeply enough about it. You have to read it as what can... Could a wolf, like grasp as a concept and he can't grasp like someone holding an object in a hand so he sees that as, as man claws and doesn't have a can- concept of wearing clothes or armor so it's hard skin to him mm. i mean i think it's fine yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. why does he call it why does he call it man rock what? oh that was funny man rock yeah. It's different than, like, a rock that you have in a forest. That one's alive. Well, no, it's not. This stuff they pulled out of the earth, and now it's dead. No, it's not. That is nothing. <laughs> no, it's not. Why it's would it not just, just be rock? Because man it's... has uh, separated it from nature, yeah. and now it's dead. I did find man rock confusing. I was like, what it is It doesn't has a, has a natural shape. It's, like, w- right. weirdly shaped. We- George doesn't work hard enough at these parts. They could be better than they are. <laughs> I extremely don't care about all of this. This is why Winds of Winter is This is what so I care long. the most about, is the animal perspectives. <laughs> I, I, I like it's the fine. It's... If there was nothing in the book but this, I would be happy. But he doesn't do it right. Look, if it was like the show, then it could be like Avatar The Last Airbender whenever it's Momo Vision and everyone's just going... Yeah, yeah. 
But it's a book, so you can't write that. It would be really annoying. It would you would have to make Roy the <laughs> reader man, whatever. That would go. be worth it. It's just the things that he chooses for the wolf to understand and not understand seems so stupid to me. I think he knows the word wood. He says dens that men had built of wood, so that's fine. But hard skin is no, I don't know what armor is. I think he's just being cheeky when he says hard skin or man claws or whatever. The wolf is being cheeky. No, George is. He's just having a laugh. George is okay. Well, I'm not laughing, George. Try harder. Do it again. Fix it. Stop writing Winds of Winter and go back and fix Clash of Kings. Actually, this, but unironically. Fix, you can, fix you other can, things, too. You can write to me a sample chapter of how you would write the perspective yeah, of I'll a wolf. Yeah, I'll fix this. And, yeah. uh-huh. A Song of Ice and Fire rewrite, but just the animal perspective chapter. I mean, he listened to the criticism of like his early Tyrion chapters, so, you know. Yeah, that's true. Maybe yeah, he, he, so he listens, to, listens to the... Uh-huh. Uh, perspective <laughs> criticism. Also. Yeah, it's gonna be great when Wind starts with a chapter where Pot kills Tyrion. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> gonna Podrick be the prologue. Has traveled so far. <laughs> it's gonna be That's interesting because arc, usually the yeah. prologue is yeah. like by a character that's <laughs> like a side character, right? And he's gonna die at the end of the chapter usually. Almost always, yeah. With like one exception, so it's gonna be very surprising when the product is actually a Tyrion chapter. So you're gonna you're gonna be like, what? But this is Tyrion, and then he dies at the end. What? Yeah. What a twist! Yeah, Brienne said one word, Tyrion. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we have a really right, like. We can move past this wolf thing. I'll let it go for now. We have a really gruesome yet. description of the wolves like killing a horse. Stuff? Yeah, I mean, I want to talk about the like the theming of. Uh, and also the like myth stuff because they're basically the same thing. But the like, the fact that Winterfell is like, I mean, it, I've called it a like the weirwood tree before. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. one of the big parts of that is that like people take refuge in it during winter. It's where everybody goes, and that's basically like the like people hiding inside Yggdrasil's roots during Ragnarok. It's like one of those every winter. But then you know it's all blown up now. And the, that's like the glass. The glass gardens are part of that too. Like, so this I don't know. I'm I'm trying to go two places with this. Like the theme of like, you know, Winterfell being protection for all the North, basically. Like so much surrounding land against the winter, and like it being all fucked up now. It's kind of important. Editor's note. So like the triple goddess is where you take refuge during death time during winter. And then you're born out of it again during the spring. This is like Azor High killing the triple goddess. So that is uh, coming together with all the long night symbolism we were looking at in imagery. So this is what it's all about. Okay. Mm-hmm. I do think it's important because you need to live somewhere during winter <laughs> or you die. Yeah. This is true. It's almost Wait. like how Lewin said that everyone is fighting when winter is coming. This is stupid. Everyone's going to die. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you want to do your myth stuff too, or do we have any stuff before that? I only have one note, one random note that says uh, "Benjamin Sweet Hands." Oh, Benjamin okay. Sweet Hands. <laughs> sweet Hands. Benjamin Sweet. Because there's a, a Benjamin the Sweet and the oh, Benjamin Bitter Hands. What about this? Oh. I just thought this was a pretty good brand chapter. Yeah, it was a brand chapter. That brand chapters are usually good. I feel like, like I don't. 
yeah. I don't think there was any one that I didn't like. Except the wolf parts, of course. The wolf parts, I, <laughs> I like those. I think, like I said, they're the nah, best part of the good. books to me, but he needs yeah. to do a better job. Oh, I see. Yeah, the, yeah, the wolf sees a color and I fucking throw my phone across <laughs> the room. You agreed with me when I yeah. said that. <laughs> Someone should have been fired for that blunder. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I like I like that he's already like he he's used this opportunity of being in this like dark crypt to actually really get to understand his abilities and like use them at will. I think that's cool. He's like powered up since we last saw him. <laughs> He's been leveling. I like, I like how it just says his third eye had been opened while he'd been in the crypts. It's going to be... Yeah, it, it's it's a good chapter. It really sets up a sort of interest in where he goes now because obviously his journey thematically probably should end in Winterfell. Mm-hmm, true. Um, but then I'm like, damn. You mean King's Landing? It? Yeah. <laughs> ah, you I don't know, this... <laughs> King bread. Do, do, do they find King, bread King in bread. this part or no? They find some kind of food. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they, find they find bread that's burnt, burnt, but it's still bread. edible. Some burnt yeah. bread, just like me. But I'm not burned I mean, either. I mean, I thought this about like one of his chapters in A Game of Thrones, which just to me felt very like, with, with the knowledge, felt very like King Bran. And I think this has a bit of like, I don't know, there's some King Bran stuff going on here as well, where I'm like, hmm. oh yeah. The kings on their thrones. Do you want to talk about some Fisher King shit? All right. Sure, you're allowed. Sure. I'll allow it. Tell us, <laughs> do you know anything about that? What do you got? He goes in the basket. Um, I was like, back when you originally mentioned the what? Fisher King thing, I was briefly considering doing a funny bit where I watch like the Robin Williams movie that's called that <laughs> and gonna be like, oh, I know the Fisher King. It's where Robin Williams is the radio DJ or whatever. And... Uh, mm-hmm. You know, just reference that. But it's like a two and a half hour movie, so I didn't put in the commitment. He's not a... No, in that movie, he's like a a crazy homeless guy that lives in Central Park in New York. You're thinking of, like, (laughs) Good Morning Vietnam or something. I may have mixed it up with uh, uh, Good Morning Vietnam, yeah. But isn't (laughs) there, like... Who's Jeff Bridges' character in Fisher King? He's like a funny guy. I forget. It's been a long time since I've seen that one. All right. This anyway, is not- the Fisher King. The Fisher King is like a king, and he's got a wound, and it's sometimes in his thigh, and sometimes may or may not be like castration. No, I was right. Like in in the Fisher King, uh, Jeff Bridges is a radio shock jock. <laughs> okay. Okay, you're close. But I uh, yeah, the the like thigh wound or the the dolorous stroke is like that would be like a euphemism for castration. Like anybody who saw. Yeah. Uh, thigh wound in that time yeah they mm-hmm. would understand that to be which is, is sort of like how Bran can't have children or mm-hmm. um, since the accident and he's wounded and also he's gonna become king the accident the accident for a minute I completely I completely <laughs> forgot that Jamie did that because <laughs> in my head I'm like, Jamie yeah. wouldn't do that yeah. <laughs> he would never do that the Jay- things Jay- I whoops I did that for love. I, I, whoops. Yeah. The accident I do for love. Oops. Uh oh. Oops. Uh oh. But there's some stuff with the Fisher King about like how his health affects the rest of the kingdom. So like because he's infertile, the rest of the kingdom like can't grow crops properly, and it's sort of barren. Mm. Um, which, which then is this thematic thing about the king's body being like. Um, one with the land and 
things that happen to him affect the land and them sort of like affecting each other. So I don't know if that has to do with Bran, but you know. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, like we're we're entering winter right now. Like the land yeah. is being destroyed right now. The mm. glass gardens are being destroyed right now. You know, so th- yeah. that's like very similar. And there's also the thing about like sometimes I guess the Fisher King was like something that is like grafted onto our uh, like Arthurian legend, and then also like the Grail stuff, right? It was like kind of mm-hmm. just ad hoced in. So, like, the Fisher King became this figure that's, like, has the blood of Christ, like, is is one of the line, is, like, literally the line of Christ, like, one of his great-grandchildren or whatever the fuck, like, I don't know, somehow. Yeah. These dumbasses came up with, uh, actually, Jesus fucked. But, um, <laughs> so <laughs> he's, like, he's also called the Girl King or whatever. The Girl King? And that's king? basically, what? The what king? The Grail King. Grail By the Holy king. Grail. I thought, the you said the, king. I thought you said the Grail King, yeah. I was <laughs> the girl king. for a second. The Grail King. The Grail Boss. Yeah, the Grail Boss King. <laughs> so, yeah, Bran, Bran has that too, because he's, you know, from the... He's got the skin changer power, and he's from the long line of kings that he read all their names this chapter. And also, there's a, there's a Welsh king called Bran. Um, mm-hmm. And, is um, that Bran the Blessed, or is that a different? Yeah. Is there another one? Yeah, yeah. And Bran in Welsh is um, it's Crow. So yeah. Ooh, thank you, George. Damn, George is really making me realize Can, things. Can't sneak that <laughs> one by us. Yeah. <laughs> it's the book of realizing things. He's he finds all these things that like I mean they probably had you know some of them had like like Inanna and the her connection to like a start day and then. And then through that to Virgo and and Libra. Mm. All right, you talked about this a while ago. Yeah, so that's like the like those things kind of came out of each other, like they as they went through different cultures and stuff. But so it's not like weird to put them back. Or it's like not ex, ex, extremely like brain genius to reconnect them all these thousands of years later. But it's still pretty fucking cool. Like uh, like connecting to like Odin and uh, and Thor and Zeus stuff and I don't know all of it but there was like you know transference of these different mm. things syncretism yeah yeah pulling them all to- but he does it too with like the the name Bran he's like oh Bran means like torch in this language and uh, crow in this language I'm gonna just do both of those <laughs> like, <laughs> it's fucking cool yeah I like that. Yeah, the Brand the Blessed one is really good too. That's got he's got the magic cauldron that uh brings people back from the dead. The Peradadeni, the cauldron of rebirth. Yeah, I remember that one. He's gotta <laughs> jump in it and explode it or whatever. Yeah, you gotta destroy it from the inside. Yeah, so that's like feeding into what we think will happen with Bran and the Weirwoods, so Yeah. So Bran Bran he's gonna be king. Yeah. It's confirmed. Bran King. Good king or, or bad king? He's a king. I think he'll be a good king. I think that, like, I mean, I hope that, like, you know, he'll be a good king in that he'll be helping, he'll be the last king. Ah. Mm. Hopefully. He, he will end it all, finally. I think that's where George is going with it. Okay. All right. Let's see. Do we Do have you... any more for this chapter? If I see if You want to talk about long night imagery? Uh, yeah, let's do it. 
Uh, well, first I'm going to start with the, like, description of him closing his third eye. There's, like, you know, darkness thickening and stopping up his ears and clouding his eyes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's basically the... Since he's closing his third eye, it's, like, the opposite of the uh, whenever Danny drank the Shade of the Evening, where she's told that it will, like, dissolve the coal from her eyes and it will unstop her ears. It's the same word. Mm-hmm. So that stuff, and also the, like, the House of the Undying is, like, this whispery, dark place, and it sounds, it seems a lot like the crypts. And there's also the, like, coldness that's chasing after her, and Bran says, like, there's, like, cold fingers uh, waiting under uh-huh, in there. cold hands. Um, yeah. There's that stuff, so it basically just, like, similar kind of underworld imagery where mm-hmm. they're journeying into the bardo realm and that's where bran finally like has his eye opened because he's dead now Um, bran this is so sad i thought he wasn't dead but then it turned out that he was after all well he's symbolically dead and there's even uh birth imagery whenever they come out so rickon yeah he goes between mira's legs i noticed that one i wondered if that was something yeah so they're like being born and mira is their mom she's kind of their mom right now yeah, she's yeah. kind of motherly. Damn, but Brian kind of has you a crush on her, though. Two moms. Yeah, but we talked about that. <laughs> whole having a crush on your mom thing. Damn, paging Dr. Freud, am I right? You're wrong. Incorrect. <laughs> Don't know him. Never heard of the guy. Yeah. I, I bet he's from, like, some made-up country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, if, Russia. If, if he was from my country, that would be fucking cringe. Okay, what were you saying, Emmanuel? <laughs> uh, I was gonna, so I was gonna say that like you know there's a little mini long night happening here and that's whenever Bran gets to open up his third eye and there's like this and that's why I've, I think I've said before that like Grimm is doing this like Lovecraft thing where people's it's slowly creeping up this like all these dreams that and, that are being like projected out and only some people are getting at it first but then soon like I think we're gonna see a lot of um, I don't know if it's gonna be the like a bunch of people have their power, like, are just, like, skin changers in secret and have their powers awakened or something. But, like, basically the the death stuff of, like, the death world of, like, the crypts, the Long Night will turn, like, the whole world into that. So... Mm-hmm. That's all this stuff about, like, there's the ash-like snow that starts off, you know, there's gonna be ash and snow because it's gonna be a nuclear winter. And... Branton's like eyes are all clouded by the smoke, and then there he sees the big fake dragon, which you know that'd be you know the comet or the meteors coming down, mm-hmm. you know the burning stars. But then Bran is a dragon. Well, he's like the dragon that's landed and is now in there. What? Well, hold on a second. So uh, there's also the the Earth like jumps. There's this part where like. A big crash happens and uh, makes the whole earth jump, so there's going to be earthquakes. And then the sun is all gray and smoky, it's like covered up. Uh, and there's a bunch of dead people all over the place. Also, the uh, whenever Osha lights the torch up, the like statues uh, seem to move for yeah, a second. They seem to be that. coming yeah. to life. Damn, the dead were rising. Yeah. I wonder if this is anything. Interesting. Hmm. Did you think there was any? Did you see the the others' uh, houses? Uh, there was some stuff about others, yeah. 
And then Osha, like, directly manifests the others. Yeah, well, the, whenever they're still, like, it's a uh, summer part, they're talking about, like, a bunch of the houses burnt and collapsed, but others stood as they had before. Mm-hmm. Others stood as they had before, yeah. It's, like, right after a semicolon, too. That's definitely one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and Osha says, like, she she does the, like, killing curse thing that what's-his-name Will did in the prologue where he's praying and then the others come out basically, like, almost like they're answering his prayer where she says, like, who if the gods are good, the others will take them that did this to the castle mm-hmm. and all the people. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, like, Nissanissa's revenge. <laughs> Night Queen. Night Queen. Get him, Night Queen. Go off, Queen. <laughs> I think I got, like, let me check my Google Alerts real quick, because I'm pretty sure one of the news things I decided to not cover was, yeah, was a thing from Screen Rant called Game of Thrones, uh. Daenerys was destined to be the Night Queen Theory Explained. Damn. Uh. Is it true, okay. Emmanuel? It, what, uh, I mean, she kind of already is. Aha! I'm, so you admit she's it. She's already a night coin figure. The news is real. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is probably, like, as stupid as the Victorian is a Zora High thing, where, like, yes, Victorian does uh, kill his wife and also, like, has a fiery hand and does some other Zora High things, but he's not literally the guy. He's just showing us a little bit about yeah. him. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's not capable of being the guy. Yeah. No. It says in the article, the Night King isn't a character in the book, but instead a figure of legends. As a way to incorporate the White Walkers into the narrative. What? No, we can't, yeah. we, we can't go back they to the They are already in the narrative. Martin could push Daenerys into the path that would transform her into the female equivalent in the night of the Night King. I mean, yeah, the this, Night yeah, Queen is real, this. and I have talked about this yeah. before. Mm. Yeah, she already exists. So, like, mm. Danny. Yeah, Danny is her own lady. She doesn't need to be the Night Queen. That's a different yeah. one. Well, she might, like, take up the mantle no. or whatever. Finish, finish your thoughts, Emmanuel. Where am I? Oh, yeah. Uh, then uh, Osha sacrifices a maester to the weirwood. Yeah, it slurps his, his blood. Yeah, it says, mm, yummy. It watches her do it. What else? Yeah, Hodor opens the door. Hodor door mm-hmm. real. Oh, my God, it was Hodor. so real. When I read that, I was <laughs> like, oh, my God, it's real. I mean, we know it's yeah. real. <laughs> It's literally, open the door, Hodor, Bran said. Jesus Christ, yeah. he said it. I mean, George has confirmed it to be real since then, like, in the oral history or whatever mm-hmm. that came out this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The godswood being able to resist the fire is, like, the same idea as the Yggdrasil being, like, the safe haven during Ragnarok, where, like... I mean, that's, like, that's what they did whenever they're hiding down in the crypts, like... They're just hiding during the big storm, big fight, so that they can survive. That's, like, also, like, dying. Damn. But nobody were born, so it's okay. Oh, phew. I was scared. <laughs> Alright. Let me see if I have... I wonder if Bran will be a zombie by the end. Okay. I had... Missed stuff that I had. There was another fire that was a girl. Oh, yeah, yeah, It's standing up on her toes. Mm-hmm. It's cute. Yeah. I imagine she was, like, a ballerina. Huh. Yeah. And then there was the part where Bran says, oh, the gargoyles, they're just like me. I was like, fuck. Mm-hmm. From the first chapter, we talked about how important the gargoyles are. 
Mm-hmm. Now in the last chapter, the gargoyles are back and they're just like Bran. So if you take less than a year to read this book, you probably remember what the gargoyles symbolize. <laughs> and you can say, oh, that's what Bran symbolizes also. I understand. Yeah, I totally remembered mm. that on my first read. I mean, it <laughs> was dragon. only... Yeah, okay. May when we read the first chapter, so... Yeah, oh, okay, it was only half a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, so the, the gargoyles are dragons, and Bran says, oh, that's me. Mm. So Bran is a dragon. Yeah. Is Bran the Song of Ice and Fire now? I mean, yeah, like, all the Starks pretty much are, like, a unity of the two. Oh. Maybe that's what the Bran has the best stories thing means. A Bran of Ice yeah. and Fire. Because the Song of Ice and Fire is the best story, as we all know. A this Song of Ice and Bran. A Song of Bran and Bran. <laughs> <laughs> a Song of Wheat and Grain. A Song of Raisin Bran and Frosted Bran. Place. <laughs> The reason is the fire. I don't don't because you have to heat it up to get okay. it from like a grape. Yeah, is Bran the ice or the fire? He's both. He's both. He's both. We just said this. Oh, okay. We just said uh, this. Uh, uh, another line. <laughs> another line I wanted to bring up was the like the fires are eating up the stars. So oh. that's a. Uh... That's no good. Mm, don't want that. <laughs> it's probably bad for your teeth. <laughs> mm-hmm. What about how many dead horses there are in this chapter? Because a horse is a dragon. (laughs) Yeah, they're like a bunch of meteors that all landed around. Yeah, a horse is a meteor now? Oh yeah, because the red comet was the horse. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh-huh. You... I love how Emmanuel just agrees with me because I'm correct. And then Yanos (laughs) fake agrees with me because he doesn't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah, fine. I, everything I say is right. <laughs> and when Emmanuel nods, he understands where I'm going with it. I mean, so, like, the... Let me get the, the stars and the, like, the thing flying through the skies, all that shit, like... The sky is just another sea. It's just mm-hmm. another version. It's, yeah, it's just, just another weirwood net. Yeah, just upside down. Yeah. It's another green sea. It's another... Uh, so the the stars being the Dothraki's ancestors is telling us about it's the same idea as, as the green seers like being their ancestors, you know. But the problem is like that Azor Ahai like cast down the the gods and made himself a god, and so he said like fuck our ancestors, I don't respect them anymore. Mm-hmm. And then those ones became the others. So they're like fires eating up the stars. That's what that's going and talking about. Mm-hmm. So, so then, that, like, the stars were the others, or, like, the, were the old ones, and then they become the others, and that's why they have cold star eyes. Correct. You're also correct, Emmanuel. <laughs> Good job. I'm seeing if I have any more underlinies here. I thought that, that Bran called the Sept Mother's Sept was maybe important, because, like, Mother is one of them. Yeah. Even though it is just his mom's Sept also. I was like, Mother's Sept. Yeah, Mother's Sept. And Mother is one of them. But we already figured out how that each Stark was was one of the gods. We already knew that one. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't really figure that out, did we? (laughs) No, we figured it out. we did that like months ago. (laughs) You were there. I mean, it wasn't like one-to-one. It It was pretty close to -to one-to-one. Okay. I think that was I remember them all. Do you remember them, Emmanuel? I mean, Arya and Rob and John were all the warrior. Rickon was the dog man. Uh, Bran is 
who's Bran, the builder? Yes. The smith? Yes. Uh, yeah. And Sansa is the uh, Virgo, the yes. maid. Yes. And that's it. But there's three of them on one guy. No. No, because Arya's the stranger. Yes. No, Arya... Well, Arya... That's what I said. But then... She's like the stranger no, said, because she's yeah. no one. Yeah, but she she's no also one. like the warrior, and that's what Kat says in that chapter. Yeah, Kellen can be wrong sometimes, though. Well, but Rob is definitely the warrior. Yeah, Rob is so definitely like, the warrior. But Rickon is also like the stranger. So I'm just saying yeah, it's not one I'm to one. There's like, they're all kind of like all of them. No. Well, I mean, like, kind of, yes, because, you know, seven or one, etc. Does anyone else have anything else for this chapter? Um, I think that's it. Mm. That's it, and I want I to do book that. retrospective because we are almost at two hours. Well, real quick, what did you, what did you think of the, um, the thing, the, like, Bran and Rickon saying bye and it taking, like, one sentence? Yeah, it was not really being a bit weird. I thought that was kind I mean, of effective. Yeah, I think they're baby. They, like, they don't realize how long it's gonna be, you know? Like, they don't really understand. And <laughs> I felt like, I felt like it was, it felt sudden like at one point they were together and then the next they kind of gone yeah. maybe i would have liked a slightly maybe a longer thing with rickon because of how long it is before we see him again mm. yeah if we, but if it, we it did feel it felt sort of very sad in like a sort of in how abrupt it was i think mm-hmm. i mean there, there is a sense of urgency to like uh, get away from there as quickly yeah. as possible so mm-hmm. it makes sense no, it could have taken like a paragraph or something. I don't know. Then again, what 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 would they say to each other? At that yeah, point? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I kind of like it. Yeah, I think it's good. Um, but I like I think it's good. But I just wish that they had some more time. I guess. I mean, so, like, they were I they know. were in those crypts for three days with nothing mm. but time to together. Well, I mean, time on page as far yeah, like yeah. you know. I mean, no, it's I just kind of when... hard, because, like, Rickon is not really a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, like, mm. Bran and Rickon are not, like, best friends or whatever. They're baby siblings. Like, at that age, I don't think you really feel that, like, saying goodbye or whatever. Like, you, you don't feel like you have to say anything to your baby brother. Yeah, Rickon is kind of, like, the number one character that Bran tries to be strong for, basically. Yeah. So, like, a big, heartful goodbye would not really be what he would want to do, I think. Hmm. I don't know. Alright. I liked the chapter. The book was fine. It was okay. (laughs) I'm still not sure how, like, it's a good chapter, but, like, I'm not sure how impactful the ending of the book is and maybe it's because we we just read this one chapter this week so i don't like fully feel i don't know it doesn't fully feel like a big end and uh and this is where we end the book moment the i here's what i want to say yeah this chapter feels like it would go into a book called a feast for crows and it doesn't <laughs> so what the hell <laughs> hmm I don't know. I like the this ending a lot. I think I, I think like the ending is really like good, quiet... but it's clearly like this is like the aftermath of war, and there's like crows all over feasting. Yeah, but we have to wait another book to get to that. Mm. <laughs> well, it's gonna be Storm of Swords has a lot of that. Like that's kind of been, but it's, in Feast we're like sitting with it, and like you know, in this book in Storm it's like okay, we got shit to do, and the next in Feast it's like. 
Okay, we gotta look at this for 80 chapters now. Alright, you you brought up an interesting point, Emmanuel. You posit that in this book, they had shit to do. Can we go through the the characters and tell me what shit they got done in this book? This nearly thousand page book. Alright, who's the first Arya? Let's go Arya first. What did Arya, what shit did Arya get done? Yeah, also second most chapters after Tyrion. What did, Arya, what did Arya uh, get done? tried to go north. Uh, she uh, got captured, and then she escaped after some hijinks. Okay, so and now is she going north again? She's trying to get the river run now. Okay, so she's going a place. Great, Sansa. What did Sansa get done? Sansa is not able to get shit done because she's a political prisoner. All right. Sansa her did journey Great. isn't she's, here. She's subserving Good enough. To hear. To- Sansa got eight chapters and did nothing. Great. What did Tyrion get done? (laughs) Tyrion did a lot. He didn't do a lot, though. He he did some politics. He did some tricks. He made a chain. He He fought a battle, and he's dead now. Okay, great. He burned a lot of bridges, like actually, and and uh, literally and figuratively. (laughs) Bran. What did Bran get done? Bran learned how to warg. And also escaped from the evil men. Bran, Bran did learn yes, magic. Uh, I would say Bran was pretty good. Bran learned magic. He learned magic. He he temporarily learned how to be a lord. He was like, you know. Yeah, yeah, he did that. I would say Bran had a good story. Mm. All right, John. John, uh, he spent a little bit of time just kind of hiking. Mm. And then he said, oh... We're going to do more hiking, but now it's in dangerous territory, and also I'm going to fight some people, and then my dad asked me to kill him, so I'm sad now. <laughs> yeah. I think I think John had a good story, too. I'll give that to John. All right, how about Catelyn? Oh. Mm. Catelyn? It's she... been a long time since we had a cat chapter. It's been a while, like, but I feel the yeah. same way about Cat and about Bran, that as I was like thinking about what POVs are there even in this book... Those two were like, like when we got this brand chapter, I was like, oh yeah, here's a character in this book. And with oh, the, the last Kittle chapter was Jamie become Joker. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the one I remember. That's so good. <laughs> yeah. Lenka had a lot with her family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He did have the Randley Speed chapter. Like, and she's. Kat's chapters are important in showing us like Rob's camp and how they're going and what yeah, they're up Yeah, is kind of like a window into some political machinations. She herself did not really get much done, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, Caitlin is a lot of trying to get shit done and not being able to because of, of she's not in a position of power, really. Yeah, I, I'd say that's her arc, really, is that she's like, I can't do anything. I keep telling people to not do the things they're about to do and they keep ignoring me. I keep trying to make stuff happen. And then the last chapter of this book, she's doing the thing where she releases Jamie, which is her doing something and like saying, I, I'm just going to do this. I'm, you know, you can keep trying to stop me doing things, but I'm, I'm doing this anyway. All right. Next POV, Davos. Oh, I love Davos. <laughs> what, what would you say Davos accomplished? A fucking boat bend. <laughs> Davos. <laughs> boat went down. It was But really I don't sad. think this, I don't think... The POV characters accomplishing things is a good measure of what this book is about. Like, I think. Sure, but Emmanuel said Especially it. Especially so because. Have to get his ass. A lot of them are children or very young. I mean, they, what can they accomplish? That was than... three chapters in this book. I would say he accomplished more than Tyrion. Yeah. Did. Well, 
All he really did was uh, he delivered letters for Stannis, and then he talked with Stannis, and he was nice. And uh, he delivered Melisandre. Delivered the killer shadow, which is like one of the most impactful events. And then they had a big fight with boats. He didn't really have any like choice in the battle. Yeah, that chapter sucked. We all hated it. No need to (laughs) relitigate that. No, but I would say that uh, Davos uh, getting Melisandre into Storm's End is like one of the more important events Mm. of the book. Yeah, because like if that doesn't happen, so many other things don't happen. Um. Hmm. What else doesn't happen? Then, like, the whole battle doesn't happen. The whole Blackwater can't happen. I mean, that's like. Yeah. Maybe. I guess. <laughs> yeah. But they could they could have just left. Like, he if he didn't have that option. They weren't, they weren't gonna leave. You know they weren't gonna leave. They, like, talk about well, the they, whole thing. But they talk about it because they have the option. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he uses somebody else instead of Davos, but... No. I don't know. Nobody could do it like Davos does. (laughs) (laughs) I love Davos. (laughs) You know... He just has... He has thoughts. We're a pro Davos Even in the boat chapter, I'm just... I'm glad that it's Davos who's there with me, you know, if I have to endure that. I'll meet Onion Dave. I'm glad it's Davos. He's just a lad. Me mate Onion Dave. He's 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 good to me. Onion Dave. Yeah. Alright. And of course, the final POV. Oh wait, no, there's two more. Okay, no, Theon. Two. Yeah, he oh, got Theon a lot had, of Theon shit. He went through a lot of shit. I would say Theon had no no shit. He should have gotten done, but he did it anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He went for it, and he refused. He refused to think about it and look at anything the yeah. entire fucking time. He will time. never see a screensaver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just all all, all gas no breaks. Theon, yeah. No, I still think Theon has the best arc in this book, but that's because the complete arc is, like, finished. Like, it starts in this book, it ends, and then we don't see him again for, like, three yeah. more books. It's it's a good little self-contained story. Yeah. And it's it's very easy mm. to understand the themes of this one as well, yeah. which I always appreciate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say that, like, yeah, some of the stuff, especially in the Sansa chapter you were talking about before, um, that I wasn't on... I would say, like, yeah, if you're just reading her chapters, like, her arc, it's kind of stupid for that, but for the book's arc, like, the book as a whole, I think it is good to have in there. I don't know, because, like, we kind of brushed over it just now, but I feel like Sansa's themes and Catelyn's themes are very, very similar. Mm Mm-hmm. So, it's like, you don't need Sansa's when you have Catelyn's, you know? (laughs) Mm, well, I mean, I like Sansa. I'm a Sansa chapter enjoyer. I'm a Sansa liker, but I don't know. It feels a little superfluous to me. Like, obviously, we get like information about like picks. the the weaker people of King's Landing from her POV, but like her herself, I don't know. Mm-hmm. She's kind of just like baby Catelyn. Uh, I well, that's I think that's good by itself too. But also, I like. Getting an update on King's Landing. Yeah. Yeah, and I think think about it that way. Like every every chapter we get from Sansa's perspective is one less chapter we get from Tyrion's perspective. <laughs> yeah. We still get yeah. so many chapters from Tyrion's perspective. <laughs> we have more Sansa chapters than I thought, though. Like eight yeah, Sansa. Okay. Yeah, yeah, she's like the third most. She's... She has the third most chapters tied with John. 
Yeah, she had like the two or three chapters about the Blackwater. Yeah. Yeah, I really like her chapter and the Sept and stuff during the Blackwater. I thought that was really good. I like that Cersei is there. Yeah. Seriously, and I want to. Do we? I want to talk about the hairnet. <laughs> Fine. Re- yeah, the hairnet's Fine. fucking cool. Is it the spoiler? No. Okay. Uh, he has, it doesn't. He has themes go- about the hairnet. Yeah, because well, I was just talking about Inanna and Astarte and the and Lady Justice and yeah. So I mean, I'm not going to spoil anything about the hairnet, but just from what uh, Dantos says about it he calls it justice and vengeance but it's also a spider a spider web weirwood net thing so sansa wearing it is like the same as the just made fair made idea again of lady justice those tie into that's like the you know um the arthurian thing where the lady of the lake takes a sword from the, the waters and gives it to the king but yeah, the the it's another like angle that you can see that the the weirwood net and the weirwood is uh, a sword, and it's also justice. Oh, I see, because it's a net, so you can catch. Mm-hmm. I mean, we I think I think we agreed when when discussing it that it's it's good symbolism. It's just a stupid plan. Yeah, yeah, logistics wise. Yeah, like not not criticizing. Like symbolism of yeah. the net. Don't just good, give her the, the hair plan... and said, "Oh, this symbolism will be so good." Yeah, yeah. Like, don't, don't, don't worry about it. You know, just, just, just think it's wear this symbolism. Of a plan. No, it's stupid. How is it? <laughs> I think Chaz had the right idea about it. That uh, without getting into spoilers, mm. uh, Sansa needs to be implicated. Mm. Whatever. Sure. Whatever. Fine. Yeah. Be able to blackmail her or whatever. It's still kind of dumb. Pretty dumb, I think. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And now, uh, the final POV of the book, not even really that important. Don't even worry about it. Uh, Daenerys. (laughs) I completely forgot that she was in the the book. The lady with the dragons. Imagine if there were no Daenerys chapters in this book. She founds a city. Oh my god. She leaves it again. She gets to a cool big city with tits on the wall. She stays there and then she leaves again. I feel like pretty she much has, all that happened with Danny was the uh, house, trip. house of the Undying. Yeah. yeah, like that's the only yeah. thing that matters. I think the first chapter matters. The first chapter you know, is she's... neat. I think it's interesting. It doesn't go anywhere from there. Like, I don't know. Well, it's, you know, she's learning how to like be a leader in that yeah. and, and figuring out like what the fuck to do. Like she, she, can, she can inspire people to, to build something new, I guess. Or build something from ruins. Maybe that's, that's yeah. the point. I, I liked the first chapter as like a follow-up from her last Game of Thrones chapter. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I didn't think that it led well into all the marine stuff. And I thought all of that was stupid. The, My, you know, the Karth stuff? Oh, Karth, yeah. Karth, the, the second chapter especially was, I think, pretty useless. Where she's just, yeah. I think, talking to all the the big guys. Yeah, but she doesn't even actually Garth talk to them. N- y- yeah, and she gets nothing done, and she's okay. Like, then I guess I'll talk to the weird guy in the in the magic tower. <laughs> the magic tower chapter was. Pretty I think cool. like the entire the entire Zaro Zoan Daxos plot. Like, what's what's the point? Yeah. Wow, some guys will want to marry her for power. Isn't this crazy? This hasn't already oh. happened. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I really don't know what the point of Zaro is like mm. as a character. Do you get it that yeah, he's funny he... gay though? He's mm. funny gay who uh-huh. wants to be married. Do you get it? <laughs> it would be very funny to marry a gay guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't laugh. really see him. I don't. I don't think that's supposed. To, I don't know. I don't get the feeling that George is like uh, making fun of that. Yeah, I think it's. Just I mean, he does a joke about it. He doesn't actually. He doesn't actually want to like marry her. Yeah. For, He's not, like, in love with her. But he, he does do a joke about how he, it's because he's funny gay. I don't think that's a joke. I mean, it was, like, Danny's, like, funny quip about, oh, he says he wants to marry me, but he doesn't even look at my titty out. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, Yeah. whereas Jorah looks at it all the time. Yeah, yeah we love well, that. Well, I think that's, like... I mean, that's kind of playing into, like... Danny has a kind of similar thing as Sansa, where, you know, she's got some idealistic you know, ideas of how things should be from the songs, etc., and the stories. And Zaro is, like, putting on a show, like, a little caper, kind of like, you know, Joffrey did, where she's, he's like, oh, I love you, blah, 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 let's get married, but really it's just for politics. And I don't know, I, I think, like, it's Danny's like, half she's she obviously sees it for what it is, but she's using, like, the justification of, oh, he doesn't love me, so, like... I don't know, or like that's part of that's like factoring in, I guess. So I don't know exactly where I'm going with this, but I don't really know where you're going with it either. But I was interested. <laughs> no, I just think Zaro sucks as a character. Uh, I don't think any of the characters Danny me- like Quaith is cool, I guess, but she's barely in it. Like she says two sentences. She says, "Hey, don't trust everyone." And yeah. Jorah says, "Yeah, don't." And then like. I don't know, like, at the end of this this book, Danny meets Arson and Strong Belwas, and I was like, finally some good characters in a Danny chapter. Yeah, why could this not happen earlier? <laughs> mm-hmm. Belwas isn't... He's... He's large! Nothing, but what What's a, your problem? Yeah, he's large, but, I mean, he's not more deep than, like, Zaro. Must anyway. a character be deep? Is it not enough <laughs> that they be large? I mean, he's fine. If Zaro was yeah, large, I would cool. like him more. His character is large, yeah. Yeah, large Belwas. Yeah, he takes a funny poop. That's his name. At one point. Is that a spoiler? Yeah, it is. Technically, yeah. Damn. Well, he doesn't... In this this book, he poops, but just not on screen. Sarah never poops on page, so... No, he would never poop. He doesn't poop. Hmm. Everybody poops except me, Zara. Mm Mm-hmm. No, but I was like, before reading this... Because we all know the show plot is bad for Danny and it ends up with her killing Zaro at the end and smiling into the camera. When I saw that on the show, I was like, okay, but I genuinely don't remember what happened to Zaro in the book at the end. She kills Zaro and Doria. She kills Doria? Yeah. What? Because one of the handmaidens slept with Zaro. (laughs) Oh, wow. How could she? And helped steal the dragons, I think. Oh. I guess. That's weird. Why would she? Why would he need her help? I thought she just defected. I don't know. Well, whatever. But the point is, is she locks them in jail forever to die. Wait, what were you saying, Yanos? Yanos had a point. Uh, oh, I was just saying, like, just, just once again about the Zaro plot. That wait, did we just talk about the show plot? Yeah. 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 You you were saying. What I thought you were going to say is that, like, you thought the show plot was stupid, but then you saw what the book plot was. Yeah, kind of. Like, 
when I I was just saying that when I uh, when I saw that uh, show episode at the end, I was like, that's stupid. And then I was trying to remember what happened to Zyro in the book. Like I genuinely, I definitely remember that name being in the book, but like I didn't remember how the whole thing ended. And now when we got there, I was like, okay, this was just nothing. He goes off to help uh, the stupid kid in that dumbass movie we watched, the Disney one. <laughs> Artemis <Great>. Fowl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he goes off to help Artemis Fowl. Oh, good for him. He'll learn to surfboard or something. Not to hand it to D&D, but I understand why they thought they need to come up with a plot for yeah. the show. Yeah. But the plot they came up with is dumb yeah, as fuck. And like, com- it not to hand it to them, like... <laughs> good idea bad execution i don't understand the point of the karth anything why can't the house of the undying just be in marine and that's just all that changes why can't all these books chapters just be about marine instead <laughs> yeah or what if what if the warlocks just lived like in why is toloro and uh, like just weird guys living in the desert and that's that where they where it. she comes across them Okay, let's look at it this way, because we know, like, we agree, I think, that there's too many Tyrion chapters in this book, right? Yes, Do we agree we'll on all that? agree to that. We all agree Even on Emmanuel that. Even Emmanuel has agreed to this. So there's, like, at least five, if not more, Tyrion chapters, but five is the minimum, because Arya has ten chapters, Tyrion has fifteen, mm-hmm. so cut at least five of those. Where would it, we distribute them? Okay. I think I would I give... I think they can just be gone. Mm. I think they can just be gone. <laughs> just a yeah. shorter book. 100 pages less is fine. Just a shorter... Unless you, like, give... Give Asha POVs in this one. Ooh, that would be fun. Uh, actually... Uh, That's uh, a, one, of, one, of, one of the questions I... Actually, I want to ask when we discuss the last book. And I, I want to see but... Asha's train of yeah. thought when she's trying to mm. stop Theon from killing himself. Yeah... Yeah, what what would be nice. POV would you have liked in in this book? Either already or in an this book. entirely new character. I guess like Rob or Renly would be obvious ones. I'd like to see Cersei's interactions yeah. with Tyrion. Yeah, oh, but this just means even more King's Landing plot. I don't really think oh. care about Rob's thing. No. I think that we get all we need from yeah. that yeah. from Cat. I I am a liker of none of the kings getting POVs. Yeah, same. I think it's symbolism that I haven't 100% figured out yet, but I like it. I guess it's like they're separate from everyone else, aren't they? They're sort yeah, of they're the ones that are symbolic clashing. figures. Yeah. Yeah. But it's about everyone else who isn't clashing that are like the important I mean, it makes people. sense that there's no, uh, no Stannis or Randy you know, POVs. They're clashing. I was, but I think, I think that I logic is... I thinking one of the characters I would like to, to read from as a perspective is... Edrothraki, obviously, like especially in the yeah, first we, yeah. book. Yeah. And I think what would be interesting mm-hmm. is is her young blood rider who is like sixteen, seventeen. Oh, we love him. Yeah, and we could see like how he is like adapting to to the culture, maybe struggling with like when when they are sacking the the Lazarine city of that he has some internal conflict of oh okay like yeah we are we are the the strong ones and that that is our right but also it's fucked up that we're just killing these people and maybe it's not so good yeah yeah i would love for a dothraki character to have some reflection on anything that they do ever and also it it would be another character's uh, point of view on the whole daenerys story until very much later when another pov in her story comes up 
But the other, like, big question on this rewrite concept, like, okay, we cut five Tyrion chapters, we don't need to distribute them. Like, we can also just cut more chapters. Like, like I, I'm fine with cutting five chapters. But then we have the Danny plot, which is also, like, nothing, right? Well, yeah, you would have to add something to, to Danny's plot. Yeah. To add chapters, yeah. But it should, like, then the Danny plot should have, should be, like, completely rewritten, I guess, because it's not interesting the I mean, way it is. It adding more be. chapters wouldn't just help. I mean, I, I imagine that he was, like, planning something else for this, right? Yeah. Like, he's, he said that he, like, reworked Danny's plot a lot of times. And this is, like, going somewhere that it no longer goes, basically. Yeah. So this is just, like, the, the trials and tribulations of having a series that comes out every five years or whatever instead of just releasing one work one like cohesive story yeah do you think there is any character we could uh, that uh, should have had a few more chapters Um, i'm thinking maybe uh, theon because he only he only had six chapters for quite a lot of story I would I maybe have liked. Pretty much um, perfect. No, I think for what Theon, I would have liked if we had had like first person of him like getting along with people. Like I know he reflects mm. on it a couple times, but I think yeah. it would be mm. uh, more yeah. visceral if we actually saw him do it. Mm. Of like mm-hmm. him like getting along with the North people. Like he talks about yeah. the wenching and whatever. But if we actually saw like him being friends with that guy and then him having to kill him three chapters later, I think it would be mm. better. Yeah. Well, that would be like he would need to have a POV in Game of Thrones for that because. Yeah. Well, he he had his like his like quest on the way to the Iron Islands, and it like it starts with him already there in his first chapter. If we'd had like a chapter before that. So like uh, his first POV chapter seems still in the, in the in Rob's war camp or something like that. Yeah. Or or in. Uh, that could be good. Yeah. Yeah, because we don't get any of Theon's perspective in the first book yeah. of like how he actually feels about mm. that kind of thing. And all we get in this book is him, like, kind of reflecting, like, kind of, um, like, snarky about it, almost. Like, oh, we did this, but it wasn't even epic, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So if we, uh, yeah, I would like to, to see, like, what his mind state was, like, actually when he was mm-hmm. a, a Northman, before his, like, turn. Mm-hmm. I do think it's interesting that we get all these references to stuff all the time, like, when he's... Whenever he's fighting someone, he's like, I used to play poker with them. Well, I used to go hunting with them. I remember we both went to the same sex places. So you get sort of like these hints of what his life was like, but without ever really seeing it, which I think is like, I think it's quite interesting. I do think it's interesting, yeah. But I would I would like to see some of it, I think. Because I do... Because he's, he's such a mystery in the first book. Because he's just that guy who's there and he like yeah, smiles and everyone's like, oh, I hate how he's always smiling and talking about having sex with people. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I don't, I don't even remember when I first like understood what the fuck he, like what his relation was to anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because like, he's there as well. He's there. He is there. What if Theon had a wolf? God. What if Theon had a kraken? <laughs> Oh my god! This a, he found yeah. a he found a little squid baby here in in the snow. In the snow. <laughs> oh my god! It's a dire squid. It's survive out here. It's a oh miracle. My god. <laughs> like it's gonna grow to be five thousand feet long. What the fuck? <laughs> 
It's like imagining oh, if he. Oh, it's cute now, but imagine when its tentacles are wrapping around an entire fucking tower. Like <laughs> <laughs> imagining if if he hadn't been Nat's hostage and actually grown up in the Iron Island, and him and Asha had both gotten a pet squid uh, when when they oh, were babies. Pretty good chapters. Yeah. I think I would have liked more Davos chapters, uh, even though we hated his last one. I mean, Davos goes on his like little quest to talk to all the lords, and we don't see any of that. Yeah. I think some of that could be interesting. We get that in like three books. But... Yeah. yeah, we also get like, oh, they don't listen to me because I'm lowborn. Yeah. Uh-huh. Get, get, get some of the dialogue where they like, sad sack. they like politely like let him down or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I just think it's nice to spend time with Davos, and uh, it sucks when, like, one-third like of it is just listing both names. Would we have liked... Maybe I like the boat chapter. Maybe I've decided retroactively that I <laughs> no, like the boat No, you're, you're forgetting. <laughs> Rose give Davos, Davos three more diplomacy chapters, but cut the boat chapter. Yeah. yeah. Or just... Oh, edit it down. Nah, I think it's probably fine. I'm just, I'm hyped for more Davos yeah. chapters, um, he's, regardless no, he's of public he's opinion. Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, true. he's dead. Yeah, he went into the mouth of hell. Yeah. yeah, no coming back from that. It ate him up. Slorp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Davos is dead. Theon is dead. Tyrion's dead. <laughs> Tyrion's, Tyrion's, Tyrion's dead. dead. <laughs> he's not gonna have 11 chapters in the next book. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, where did we leave all these chapters? <sighs> Three of them are dead. Catelyn fucked Jamie, um, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't judge her for that. <laughs> he was smelly, but it was well. Smelly. He was full of poop. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She also she also killed Jamie at the end of her last chapter. So yeah, yeah. She fucked him and then killed him, which is valid of her. <laughs> uh huh. He deserves both. She fucked Mary, then Cat- killed him in this order in one chapter. Yeah, Arya and Danny just both left their place to go to a new place. Mm-hmm. Fine. Uh, I guess John also did that. Yeah. And Bran also did that. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait. Wow. George knows two ways to end a book. The character either leaves to <laughs> mm-hmm. go somewhere else or dies. Yeah. Those mm. are the only things. Or whatever Sansa did. Stays in one place. They didn't say your options. everything that could happen yeah (laughs) you can either uh be birthing or not Mm -hmm. and go anywhere uh what do you do you guys want to talk about like i feel like prophecy becomes a pretty uh big thing in this book yeah you're right that's that's pretty major theme yeah i think there's an entire chapter there wasn't any prophecies in the first book (laughs) were there prophecies in the first book i don't remember any not really. Ah, uh, fucking. Uh, uh, Danny got her prophecy. Oh yeah, the stallion, the Mary Mazda one. Yeah, the this the stallion that was promised. Okay. Yeah, because there there's a lot in this. Waking dragons from stone already done happened, and uh, what else? I guess the all the Mel stuff about like uh, Renly thing. That comes through this book. I feel like we should have structured this episode a little bit. Yeah. Do you guys have the picture of George in the back of this book? He looks pretty cool. Let's see if I have it. I think so. Spoilers for the end of the book. There's a picture of George and he has sunglasses on. I don't have him either at the beginning or at the end of the book. This is fucked up. I'm going to return my copy and get a new one. 
computer, can you show me a cool George? <laughs> computer, show me George sunglasses on. <laughs> Just gonna print out a picture of George and like glue it to the back of my book. You should. You need it. <laughs> The, the fucked up one from his blog of like three <laughs> weeks ago with the wild hair without the head. Uh huh. He can't just be not be wearing a hat. Yeah. Spoilers, the next book is going to be pretty good. Are you sure? I don't really remember what happens in the, the next book. The longest book of the series. I reread the first Lots three of last things or like two years ago. Like most of the story, yeah. I think. I mean, I remember the story that happens. I just don't remember. No, the thing is, the, the difference, I think, between this book and the next book is that a ton of things, like, as you just said, or as we tried to discuss, like, the characters don't really have, like, that clear arcs. Like, a ton of them are just, like, in the same spot, basically, all the time. Or they're just lame arcs or whatever and i think and i think like both the, both the first and the third book like a game of thrones and the storm of swords both do like a just much better job at making every character's arc feel like feel like a thing that goes from one place to the other and feel like make make the entire book feel like it's it's a book and not just like this book like very often oh. feels like a filler piece between two books to me I think I that all that. the characters have arcs, at least like emotionally and like character-wise. Yeah, sure. But they don't like the way in other in the other books that he matches the like character stuff and the plot stuff, like and you know the symbolism stuff up like yeah. so perfectly that it feels so unified and like really driving forward. Yeah. But that's not really the case in this one. Like Catelyn has an arc; she's like you know struggling with powerlessness the whole time, and then finally gets this like bombshell that she thinks her sons are dead yeah. and then tries to like take one last desperate desperate act yeah but that doesn't actually happen in this book it doesn't happen until the next book well yeah that's a problem i do think that he sacrificed <laughs> uh that kind of closure for the story for her arc for, um, for a, an epic goofy ending. yeah yeah the pointless cliffhanger i don't really like that George is a little bit too in love with funny cliffhangers, <laughs> I would say. He does like them a lot. He has TV yeah. writer's disease. Are we going to have, like, a spoiler zone for this or nah? Uh, sure. Are we all done with... I guess we went through oh, all the previews. Yeah. yeah. Alright, let's do spoiler zone. Spoiler zone. Okay. Spoiler zone. Spoiler I think that's the only time it's really been a problem besides later whenever there's going to be like three Tyrion death fake outs <laughs> and shit. Oh, he fell off the boat. The, oh no. The Arya fake out at the twins. Yeah. I think the John Cliffhanger in dances is pretty good. Yeah, that one's fine. Well, that's like yeah. he he did get stabbed. It's yeah. not it's not a death fake out. He is dead. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like it's more a cliffhanger in a way of, oh shit, is he gonna, is he even gonna come back? Right? Well, Which is also like it's it's a cliffhanger that is more like has more weight to it than just is she gonna kill him or not? But he's, well, she's you're not, not saying what happened. You're saying you're saying what happens next. You know? Yeah. Yeah. 
It's yeah, not like you, you don't understand what happened. You're just excited to find out what will happen yeah, next. Yeah. And you have to wait 12 Yeah, he years. stands up and he goes, luckily I was wearing my stab proof um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, vest. So actually, oh, I'm thank okay. God I, I, had my, I had my Bible in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I had all wow. my different Bibles in every there. single pocket. <laughs> I had this big book that Sam gave me. Yeah. <laughs> it's called A Song of Ice and Fire. <laughs> oh, the Song of Hot and Cold. <laughs> <laughs> but I, what I was going to say about prophecy is that, yeah, Eris thinking he'll turn into a dragon is in the next book. But uh, that and Arion, Bright Flame, who drank the wildfire. So, like, they... I th- I think that they are like seeing some version of uh what Danny did basically like they're seeing it through the yeah. clouds of dragon dreams or whatever like their whack ass dreams and they're like you know there's a lot of like prophecy failing or people the prophecy doesn't really fail but like people yeah they misinterpret yeah and it causes them bad things to happen mm-hmm. prophecies are kind of like genies and that they love it when you fuck it up. Yeah, prophecies are yeah. uh, will bite your prick off every time. I was thinking about this like recently when I listened to the Shriekcast episode where they talk about that Harry Potter chapter where Voldemort or where Dumbledore explains to Harry how and Voldemort made his own prophecy happen by believing in it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like that's how like a lot of prophecy stories go. Yeah, exactly. But you don't want it spelled out. Like you don't want the character to say, <laughs> "Oh, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy," even though like most I mean, prophecies end doing. up being a self-fulfilling prophecy. But the other thing is that like, um, yeah. Oh, uh, never mind. <laughs> N- eh, never mind. That's like a reach, I guess. Never mind. Oh yeah, we never reach on this show. We only have like really well-supported concepts yeah. to talk about. No, but the thing about like fucking up a prophecy. Was like the thing you mentioned, right? Like, yeah, yeah. But that's like prophecies are basically like just there in stories to be fucked up, mainly. Yeah. Well, there's gonna happen, like regardless. Usually, anyway. Yeah. Unless like you aren't going by ancient Greek tragedy rules. <laughs> yeah, I feel like yeah. putting a prophecy in a story is more like bringing the concept of free will into your story than yeah. like actually being interested in the prophecy itself or like the mechanics of that kind of thing. Yeah. It's saying like if you know, what do you do then? Yeah. You know. Yeah, or it's like a like a, a mystifying or like a fantasyifying of like expectations of society kind of thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like if this is the role that your life is meant to be so, like, a normal person reading it could be like, yeah, my dad wants me to be a doctor. I can relate, or whatever, you know? Yeah. But but instead, it's uh, the, the magical gods want me to have a, a fancy sword. Uh, ancient books of Ashai want me to be wife killer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to defy their expectations and make my own way. I'm going to kill my husband. <laughs> <laughs> There's just really a ton of prophecies in this in this book series. Like I I never realized this the way I do now, but like it's not common to put this many prophecies in one book series, right? Usually it's like one. This is why everyone is confused about the prince that was promised yeah. and etc. Well yeah, I mean, this is something that I that, you know, it was much discussed on um Westeros.com forums in two thousand and um 12 but yeah there is a lot of prophecies but that's sort of <laughs> what he's doing isn't it he's being like 
there are all these prophecies, maybe they're all true, or maybe only some of them are true. Damn. You know, what does that mean for the characters? The point is not really the prophecies themselves, but yeah, like you're saying, it's how characters react to the yeah. idea of there being prophecies. No, but I think it's cool that there's that many, because if there's just one, then that can be like, okay, there can you can do like two things with it, like either it's gonna fulfill itself, or it's not, <laughs> right? Like... Mm-hmm. But if there's like fifty yeah. and they're gonna uh every like a ton of different characters are gonna be motivated by them in different ways and they're gonna interpret it differently or misinterpret it or there's gonna be different versions of the same prophecy that's like more interesting I guess yeah definitely mm-hmm. I really like the stuff he's doing about how like the ancient like R'hllor stuff has been so warped over time that it's not true or like misinterpreted now. Mm-hmm. I love that kind of mm. thing. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's why Cersei stuff is so satisfying because it's very simple. It's like... One lady told her what would happen, and she said, "No, <laughs> thank you." Yeah, Cersei was like, "I will ruin me. my own life in order to try and prevent this from yeah. happening. I will fuck up everything. I am going to behave so erratically, you don't even know. <laughs> I am going to create an environment that is so toxic. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. But it's what I like about the Maggie the Frog thing in... Because, like, ev- there's all these other prophecies that are, like, about big world-changing <laughs> yeah. stuff. And then there's going to be, like, sources, like, the Maggie the Frog prophecy that is, like... <laughs> This thing that's gonna fuck up your life personally. Your kid's gonna die and you're gonna be sad. Personal prophecies, dirt cheap. I know. Why can't you pay so little and just get a true prophecy? This is crazy. <laughs> she tasted it in the blood. I mean, I think the younger, more beautiful queen thing is pretty important. I think it's gonna be, like, kind of... A, like, there's, there's like, that, and then there's, like, the father-son uh, bail the bard thing, where there's gonna be a father-son fight, or maybe a brother-brother fight, like, with, like, those are, like, kind of the central dramas going on in the, in the, like, monomyth. Has anyone, has anyone ever said that the younger, more beautiful queen is Loras? (laughs) I don't know. Um, Not till now, probably. (laughs) I'm sure somebody has, maybe. I don't know. I, I'm ro- I'm rotating it right now, and I think it's true. Did you? Okay, is that all you had to say about it? Or I think Maggie the Frog just did that. She was like, "I curse you with hate woman disease." I think so yeah, <laughs> that was what she did. It was a I good think... curse. No, she just. This is like the way how you you know open up a fortune cookie, and there's gonna be something that is just like very vague, and it's just like a general thing oh, yeah. about society. I actually society. have my most recent fortune cookie right here. Do you guys want to know what I got? Yeah, please. Okay. Maggie the Frog <laughs> gave her a pretty dang specific thing. She said... <laughs> you will have three children and your husband will have 12. Or whatever. <laughs> wow, mm-hmm. so specific. Mm-hmm. Alright, here's my prophecy. Your difficult path will be rewarding. Wow. Wow, what does that mean? Wow. Right, what does that going. mean? You gotta so keep going. Your difficult path will be <laughs> mm-hmm. rewarding. Okay. Yeah. You know, how how are you going to fuck this up for yourself? <laughs> <laughs> By thinking about it too uh, much. I'm thinking that I'm going to abandon my difficult path. You're going to purposely take uh, difficult paths now. <laughs> oh. Yeah. yeah. You wonder which one is the real one. Damn. Uh, yeah, but what I was going to say, but it's like drawing a fortune cookie that is going to say you live in patriarchy and... Uh, <laughs> 
You hate women, don't you, Cersei? Mm hmm. I can tell because you're so mean to these two girls right next to you. <laughs> what if Maggie uh-huh. the Frog was just doing cold reading? <laughs> Gonna say, like, the, the, the young and beautiful queen part is the, the weakest part of the whole thing because if you become queen, there's just naturally a, a pretty big chance that you will. S- like live to see a younger queen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Come into power <laughs> because. Wasn't it like the girl who she went with to the prophecy thing was she told she with... was gonna like immediately die, and then Cersei just pushed her down a well. Yeah. <laughs> There's no proof that Cersei pushed her down the well. It was she, an accident. Well it was an Cersei... accident. Just like brand Cersei was from like, the okay, <laughs> prophecy time. Wasn't it because she like had a crush on Jamie or something? It's and not Cersei confirmed. Was, like, she fell out a well. Okay. Cersei was there, but you can't confirm that Cersei pushed her down the well. Uh-huh. Cersei was okay. like ten. No at the witnesses. Time. Laura said, "Like, oh, if we never talk about it or think about it, then it will go away." And Cersei said, "I'm going to take that to the next level <laughs> and fucking kill you <laughs> and erase the fact that you were there with me so that it's less real." Mm-hmm. Alright, we'll talk about that in two years. Um. Alright. Here's my discussion question for the book. Yes. Are you ready? Please. Okay. So I would say the first book, Game of Thrones, what's like the most like iconic epic moment from this? It's when Ned is murder, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Okay. And then Storm of Swords, of course, Red Wedding. Or Purple Wedding, mm. whichever one you like. Yeah. Or the what, what would you say like the epic iconic moment of this book is? Shadow Baby. <laughs> House of the Undying. Shadow Baby. House of the Undying, House of maybe. Undying. Mm. Uh, Battle of the Blackwater. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jamie in the cell. <laughs> Jamie in the cell. Jamie. <laughs> don't think that it's Jamie that. Jamie just begging <laughs> for sex. Poopy Jamie. Yeah. Chain milf, milf, milf in my mouth, please. You're nothing. No, but I think I, think <laughs> I get the point you're making here, Kay. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Because, yeah, because even if we accept, like, House of the Undying as the big epic one, which is a pretty epic chapter, but it's so unrelated to everything else in the book. Yeah. I mean, Game, Game of yeah, Thrones also had, had uh, like, dragons being born. So, yeah. I just talked about how the House of the Undying is similar to the Winterfell Crips. Come on. Look, it's symbolically fine, but, like... You know what I mean, right? Like, it's not, it's not, it doesn't have the emotional weight of uh, the guy who thought was going to be your main character just got beheaded. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I don't know. How about uh, Renly dying? And, uh, yeah, the Shadow Baby, <laughs> we said that. That was a side plot. Yeah, Renly was just yeah. as important as Ned was in the first book. He was. And I, I do think that, like, Davos and Stannis discussion is, like really fucking good i think like no Things i think like, good and important but yeah. i said the word epic oh, okay yeah well the thing that is gonna stick in your mind after after the first read i don't remember that was so long ago mm. i've read it 80 times i don't remember i've read it 50 yeah times. your perspective is so is so skewed on this emmanuel i don't remember anything yeah emmanuel ever. will be like oh epic moments of this book uh it's the one line about the the poop because <laughs> it brought it all together <laughs> Um, I guess maybe the Jacan Hagar thing. Think of is like weasel soup, weasel soup, or or like Jacan's like final Jacan's final scene where he changes his face and gives Arya the coin. Like that was a big thing that sticked in my mind when I first read it. I mean, Winter Winterfell gets burnt down. It's just you don't like 
see it directly. You just see the lead up and the result. Mm. My what I'm saying to my own question yes. is I think that the the parallel moment for this book is supposed to be the Battle of Blackwater. Yeah. But it falls flat because of the Davos chapter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause like the way that like the Ned thing is like we see it from like three different perspectives all leading up to it and that yeah. kind of thing. Like that happens with the Blackwater too. But the moment itself doesn't work as well. I mean it's not just it's not one moment like it is with Ned getting beheaded. Yeah. So yeah. It's, yeah, it's I mean, like, out, the chain so. thing is, like, one moment, kind of. Like, it's supposed to all kind of be leading up to that. Like, all of Tyrion's stuff is supposedly leading up to that. And it just doesn't yeah. work as well. Yeah, and, like, think. the Sansa chapters are great in that, in the Blackwater. Like, there's still, like, good... St- I, yeah, I think... I think this makes sense, because the, Sen- the Sansa chapters are great, the Tyrion chapter is fine in the Blackwater... But it really, like, hinges on that one Davos chapter where he just, like, fails to make an an epic, horrifying moment of, you know, all your ships burning. Make He, he just put it in a boring chapter. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's it's not really... It's not changing the status quo that much. Well, I mean... Like, it... they, they attack and they fail and the, the people who help the city still hold the city afterwards. Like, Renly, Renly dying is a bigger shift i think in Mm -hmm. just how Mm -hmm. how the powers are distributed yeah well the last sansa chapter is like important in that regard because the tyrells joining them is like a pretty big deal i mean yeah renly is the death is like what caused that to happen but so you could say it's bigger impact overall but like Littlefinger getting hair and all will become pretty important um, no, there's important stuff, but I think it's also a question of like personal involvement because the the Ned Stark thing was big, not yeah, only yeah. because of for, uh, of political reasons, but because we've spent like twelve chapters inside the head of that character, and similarly the Red Wedding in the next book. And here mm-hmm. it's like we had two Davos chapters before, and he's not like he doesn't die in the ship chapter, like. Even if we wanted Stannis to win the Blackwater, it's it doesn't have that kind of an impact. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I think um, this is, like, kind of a connective tissue book, and yeah. thank God he got better at writing those when he got to Feast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're almost at three hours. Does anyone have any mm-hmm. last thoughts they want to bring up before we wrap things up? Seven out of ten. I think I'll give the book a polite 7 out of 10. Yeah. Pretty good book. Could be better. Yeah. I don't think storm. we rated Game of Thrones. I think we might have. <laughs> it's possible. I don't think it makes much sense to give numerical re- ratings of this book series that is very important to all of us. Like It d- it doesn't make sense, but also when Emmanuel said 7 out of 10, I was like, that's exactly right. <laughs> It is 7 out of 10. Yeah. I'm giving this one a 3 out of 5. Still obsessed with it, but it was okay. (laughs) (laughs) 7 out of 10. It haunts my dreams. (laughs) 7 out of 10. Great Jamie scene. There's like, I think, 30% of the the chapters that if I should have a third read-through ever, I'll really just skim, probably. Just skim, yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, pretty good. But I do think, so, like, re- doing my character read-throughs, the Danny one is just, like, it zips by, you know? Yeah, there aren't very many Danny chapters. It's just five chapters, yeah. Yeah, and the same thing with the Santa one, where, like, you 
talked about how that chat her last chapter would be better as the start to her next thing but if you're doing a character read through it kind of nullifies that so like i don't know i i think the individual arcs are good mostly or like the individual arcs i don't know i think it's solid it's just like (laughs) it's fine no i mean yeah i don't think the the individual arcs are like dog shit or whatever it's except Tyrion, but you know they weren't meant to be a character read through they were <laughs> meant they're meant to yeah, be read as true. books and books, as like fact. one book yeah. that is supposed to stand as second entry of a series but like still stand on its own as a book it you know it works as the as the connective book between game and storm but it doesn't work quite as well as one book mm-hmm. but still Better than probably a lot of fantasy books. Yeah, better than probably some of the oh, yeah. Wheel of Time books. I heard, like, they get... Some of the middle books get really bad there, so, you know. I've read, like, 12 of those, and I... <laughs> Wowie. Can't remember much from those. <laughs> I really think this is this is a bit of a curse of epic fantasy, or, like, uh, or like long fantasy series that, you know, if you, ri- you write a lot of book, there's gonna be... Some that aren't as good. Oh That's yeah, my deep hey, thoughts on you this. Miss, you miss a hundred percent of the shots that you don't take. <laughs> exactly. All right, mm-hmm. we're done with this now. We're I'm done with a clash done. of kings forever. I'm closing the book. Okay. The sound of book oh, closed. Bolton, Everybody say goodbye, kings. Yeah, I'm putting <laughs> it in a fire. I'm done with it. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> All right, now we're going into the final segment of the book. Which is lemon cakes? Lemon cakes? Of the podcast? Yeah, the final segment of the podcast for this book. Yeah, this podcast is is over. This podcast Mm -hmm. is sponsored by lemon cakes. Lemon cakes. This is the final episode. (laughs) What if someone did just a Clash of Kings podcast? Okay. (laughs) Alright, who's going first? If no one offers, then I'm going to assign it like a teacher. (laughs) Okay. Why don't you just lead by example, okay? Alright. I'm going first. <laughs> Let's go. My lemon cake for this week is... Oh, guess what? Kay watched another anime. Amazing. Incredible. <laughs> Hell yeah. No Ooh. one expected this. Um, I did. It's called Run With The Wind. It's another sports anime, even. Hell yeah. About some, mm-hmm. some boys who learn how to run. It's pretty good. Did they say stuff like, I felt like I was flying with the wind or something, and they're like... No, oh. it's kind of more about, like metaphorical running even though they do real running but it's like being like running from things you know like your past or something like that mm-hmm. uh, but then also okay, running to things That's a good like your friends i know we spent running, too running long on the lemon cake last songs. time but how how would you rank the sports anime so far the four that you've watched the four that i've watched um what your ice is one of them yeah I, I think haiku is my favorite and then kuroko and then uh Technically, I'm not done with this one yet. I'm, like, halfway through. Okay. But, so I'll decide later. But Yuri on Ice has been, like, bouncing back up for me, like, a week after I watched it. I was like, wow, wait a second. They were gay and in love, and I cried. (laughs) Even though, at the time, I was like, they're not gay or in love enough. Sometimes so, it'd be you know, like it that. takes some time for the ratings to settle, but okay. Haiku is still my favorite. <laughs> no, I thought you finished it. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I asked. But no, if you haven't no, finished, okay. of course, you can't no, okay. properly yeah. rate it. We'll see. All right. Now that I've gone, I get to assign the next person. And it is Reiner. 
Well, sorry for basically having the, the same lemon cake two weeks in a row, but last week I started working out and felt like shit, and this week I actually started feeling good about it. Oh, <laughs> nice. yeah. And, like, yeah. I've, I've already more or less doubled the amount of workouts I can do. So Hell, yeah. I mean, I've I've been horribly out of shape, so, like, it's ex- mm-hmm. expected to have, like, a big, uh, like... You've greased uh, all the wheels. Steps forward in the starting, yeah, mm-hmm. and, well... You've got all the juices flowing now. Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. You've released so. the dam on the river... With a little, okay. with a bunch of- <laughs> this is enough things. If you want to talk so bad, I've then say your lemon cake. Opened, manual. opened the mouth to chalk hell and something. Yeah. Manual. <laughs> <laughs> I watched Princess Mononoke again for the like eighty millionth time of my life, and it's mm-hmm. still amazing. And a lot of similar themes to A Song of Ice and Fire. It's basically yeah. the same story. Yeah, there's a big wolf. There's some assholes, there's an emperor trying to get eternal life by killing nature, and he does that, but then some two, a wolf girl and a, a prince, give the head back to nature and calm it, and then the spring comes again and the flowers bloom. Uh-huh. I think the evil lady is pretty hot. <laughs> Emmanuel, can you speak to this? Oh yeah, she's hot. <laughs> I don't think she's evil. She's like, you know, she's nobility. She's like. That's the most evil thing in yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that's I mean, most, she's. That's the only time a man can be evil. <laughs> I mean, I guess I was getting at, like, as an individual, she's like, fine, but she's in a system, etc. Yeah. It's a good movie. But. Oh, God. It's such a good movie. I watched it so like good. a few months ago. Uh, for the like fourth time or whatever it's still still pretty good yeah if you want to if you want to be like hey Emil, if you're saying to me i don't understand this thing where uh the gods uh turn into demons and start trying to kill humanity just go watch and watch go watch that movie <laughs> see the boars you shoot them with a gun and then they turn into a big slime monster made out of poop you know that's the same thing again and then they're evil now, mm-hmm. and they're not, like, they weren't always evil, and they're not pure evil, but they're driven by uh, vengeance and pride and uh, inability to let go and uh, stuff like that. And they're trying to defend their forest, and you have to you have to pacify them by uh, murdering them. I don't know. Anyway, this is a good All movie. Right. Okay. There's Next. wolves. Chaz. I guess my lemon cake is just projects. Uh, I like to have things to do, else I start to think, and I don't like to do that, because my, my brain is full of ghosts. So what I do is I just give myself more and more projects to do, um, and that's what I've been doing, and I, I you know, just like to make things. Yeah, we love it's a good little to project. Me. I do. I like six or seven projects <laughs> ongoing with time limits. Yes. But I do. Mm. This is the only time I feel alive, so... Yeah. Well, that's, that's good. That's my lemon cake. That's probably normal. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Janos, wrap it up. Taylor Swift dropped a new album. It's very good. Oh, I haven't gotten to listen to it yet. <laughs> it's really good. Okay. I uh, listened to it this. like three times already. Um, oh, I'm so jealous. There's a there's a song with uh, with Haim on it, them singing harmonies, which is about how 
uh, Esther Heim's husband cheats on her and murders her, and then Taylor is killing her husband. <laughs> oh, that's nice of her. That's that's girl power, if you ask yeah. me. <laughs> and it's the best song on the album. Like it's really fucking good. Taylor's like, if a girl was gonna marry my brother, I would just put it down a wall. She does have a brother. Also, my other lemon cake is because I'm still playing Higurashi. I'm on the final chapter, and it's really good. Like it's it's wrapping up to be a great finale to it. Uh, there's a bit in it that almost made me cry. So. If you still haven't checked out Higurashi despite listening to this podcast, what are you doing? It's only 110 hours of your life, but it's good. Great job, everyone. Great job, our listeners, for listening to this. Okay job, George. George. 7 out of 10, as we (laughs) said. Good job. 7 out of 10. Next week we'll be having a a little Very important to note, uh, next week will be, once again, the Song of Babies and Puppies special award show extravaganza. Uh, the the link for all the voting will go up. It'll already have happened by the time this episode is out, but <laughs> it will go up soon. I'll do it today, I think. And then you'll you'll, you'll have voted. Vote. Yeah, you will have voted. You will have mm-hmm. done been voted. Yes. Good. Finally, a finally an important vote that me as a European can participate in. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then, of course, after that, uh, in the new year, we will mm. start a uh, storm of swords. I can't wait to see how Renly's Stormy doing. swords. <laughs> it's gonna be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Danto said he was alive. There's a lot of boom potential for for George because we said this was a seven out of ten. We have to read the chat prologue. <laughs> it You'll sucks. It. I hate it. It's I good. hate being in that fucker's <laughs> head. He sucks. Right. Uh, well, just go ahead and sign off with our classic sign off of uh, fuck chat. Fuck chat. Fuck chat. <laughs> Preemptively, this is a spoiler, but fuck chat. Yeah, he sucks. Uh, fuck Tyrion. Fuck Jorah. Bye.